Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. Well, um, I was trying to chit-chat, small talk about what's going on in the news, but it all seems so boring. This... uh. This Facebook whistleblower, whistleblower. I couldn't care less. The whole thing is Mm -hmm. fake. They're just, uh, it's just a show to pull off the sort of Facebook takeover that they want. And I, I'm not very, uh, interested in that. And that seems to be dominating the news right now. So yeah. And everybody's talking about, oh no, young girls are being fed images of anorexics. It's like, I think that's the direction we need to go in as a society, like more (laughs) anorexia. It might not be perfect, but it's closer to where we should be. Yeah, yeah like, there might be something Facebook, to that. Yeah. Anyway, um, for once, I don't have a whole bunch of announcements to make or other side things to talk about. So we'll get right into the calls. Uh, most of you know how it works. But if you are new to the show, there are instructions for how to participate in the YouTube description and the Rumble description. Uh, we'll take your calls uh, until the bottom of the hour and the top of the hour. We'll take breaks every half hour to uh, catch up with your super chats as always. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, you can always send us an email as well or an email question. The one place to do that over on the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Find the call-in show question form on that page. Anything else before we hop into the callers? I just, I hate Discord so much. I hate you all. I hate (laughs) everybody that's in Discord right now. I hate you personally. Yeah. I thought... I thought we got it all out on Sunday. There are there are lingering hostilities, huh? Yeah, I'm, I just haven't been on Discord since last week, and I have like a million messages. Complaints, you say? Yeah. All right. Well, Juggernaut the Destroyer is up first. Mr. Juggernaut, are you there? Juggernaut? Hey. Yeah, what's on your mind? Uh, you guys want a quote from the Bible or an argument made against anti-vax people? Argument made about anti-vax people. All right. So Andrew Clavin said on his most recent episode that people who don't want to get the vaccine are reactionaries who aren't paying attention. To Andrew Clavin said that. No other context. Or is I'm a, I'm a little. I mean, I have to. I guess I'll take your word for it, but. I guess oh, I'm, I'm I'm somewhat surprised if if that's all of it. He he didn't cite anything other than John Nolt of Breitbart. Uh, okay. So it was saying what though? What did John Nolte say? So he cited John Nolte's theory that the Democrats are playing forty chess to get Republicans to not take the vaccine, so that we'll all die. Oh, that's that's way too advanced for me. They're they're trying to dupe dupe conservatives into being anti-vaxxers so they die of corona that's correct what? yeah that's <laughs> i don't know that one's way too far for me but you're so uh, I, I guess i'm not following totally can you summarize clavin's position or what he was trying to say 
he wanted people to get the vaccine and he believed that the people who weren't getting the vaccine were being reactionaries to the left. So basically playing into this 40 chess. Hmm. What a cutard faggot. That's crazy. I, he, That's crazy. He slammed cutards on that very episode. Really? He compared the anti-vax people to them. I have to hear it. I mean, I'm not an, an avid Clavin listener, but I know him to be pretty thoughtful and, and not, at least in my experience, not that hardline about matters of personal choice. So maybe I just haven't, maybe I haven't heard him talk about the vaccine enough, but I'd be a little surprised, I suppose. Um, He's pro-choice, but he thinks that people who aren't getting the vaccine are being reactionaries. Well, I, I mean, I will acknowledge, I will for sure acknowledge that some of my, uh, decision not to be vaccinated is a reaction to how hard these people push. It's a matter of civil disobedience at this point. Um, I don't think that it is of for my personal risk calculation. I don't think it's necessary for me, but am I, let's put it this way. Would I be more open to it in a world where they didn't push it so hard? Yes, because they've pushed it so hard. It's an absolute no, never. Whereas before it was just like a probably no for me. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Although I think I probably would have not gotten it no matter what. I need evidence that things are not going to kill yeah. me or harm me long term, you know? Well, I mean, so I, I could give his position credit for that. There's some reaction angle to it, but I don't know that would have changed my mind. It's not that I'd be uh, fully vaccinated and waiting for my booster were it not for them pushing it, I suppose. All right. Well, that's all I've got then. All right. Well, thanks for the thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'll have Man. to. Uh, that's me, surprising, sorry. actually. It yeah, was I'll, at 40. Oh, sorry. I, um, I let him go. So, I'll, but we'll have to leave it there. And thanks, Juggernaut, for the call. Um, I'd have to hear it. I'm a, I'm a little surprised. It's not that I won't take his word for it, but I. These people are all establishment shills. I'm not. I'm not going to be that shocked, but. I, I just have to qualify, you know, someone else's characterization of someone else's position a little bit. I don't want to be unfair um, without knowing exactly what was said. Anyway, do you have more thoughts on it at all? No, I'm just fighting with people on Discord. I have to stop. Okay. <laughs> so you wonder why it comes for you. This is why. No. This is why. All right. Once uh, I figure out how to block people in here, I'm going to do it. Okay, <laughs> I, ban I know people. You well, you well, yeah, you absolutely have the ability to do that. Although, oh, do I? I, sh- I probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, don't. Didn't don't, I do it one time for some don't reason? And violate our else. server rules. Let's let's not do this. Wait, there's a server rule that I can't indiscriminately well, ban people. We have tried to set up nice, even, neutral rules for everybody. Um, I suppose one of those neutral rules could be don't piss off blonde. But you know, I'm not. I'm not blonde, so I won't do that to you. <laughs> I get the feeling I've missed some context here. Not really. Uh, it's fine. Bl- it's not very important. Blonde is uh, blonde is annoyed with certain Discord users, and she's contemplating just banning them outright. Can we just blonde. delete the Discord chat? Why is this even a thing? Blonde, why do you still pay attention to Discord? It's cancer. I don't. I get on it once a week to do this show, and I always have like a million pings for whatever reason. And I'm like, stop. Just and you stop. read them. Oh, that's true. I don't have to read them. Yeah, you really shouldn't. Yeah, it's, it's all cancer. 
I keep reiterating, and I, I want people to understand, we we like and we use Discord for the purposes of this show. That's why the Discord server was started. And it doesn't mean that it can't be used for other purposes. I I respect the fact that it's become a community of its own. Um, however, the attempts to drag Blonde and me into inter-Discord server drama are going to be rejected. That's That's the way that is. I We're tired. We have babies. In- Come on, guys. I will say that in fairness, there's some there's been some serious shit that people have done to each other there. However, I also don't think it's your responsibility. <laughs> yeah, well, we have rules. Uh, we so people understand the rules of the Discord server. We don't. We if there's illegal content, that'll be removed. Um, and no doxing and pornography. Those were the rules. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I hope that I hope. That we don't end up on an episode of Sword and Scale because some chick in our Discord gets murdered by some other dude in our Discord. Remember that happened a few years ago? <laughs> uh, not in our Discord. Pornography is free speech. Come oh, here, on. I'm I know. Here we, on. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, that I'm, I can't even. And what we what we've tried to do straight face. What we've tried to do as well is uh, balance. Uh, that sort of uh, that open environment where people can express however toxic an opinion they want with people who want a more uh, a more respectful environment. So that's why we have that's why the users have developed this civility room and the uh, there's a civility enlightened room. debate area. <laughs> there is, yes. uh, and that's, that's I appreciate that's that, but it's it's a pretty gay name. I've tried well, to be as deferential as possible to, to people who want to use that community for the purposes they want to use it for. But there's been a lot of infighting that frankly has nothing to do with blonde or me or the show. And also, I don't care because I'm tired. This can't be what you want to talk about. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of getting You're sucked into the close. discord drama. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. um Yes, that was not, in fact, what I wanted to talk about. I <laughs> no. Did. I, oh, I know. I, that's that's usually all what I'm about. And then, um, so yes, I uh, I got engaged. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Congratulations. That was... I should have said that up front. My apology. Oh no, no, don't worry about it. I know you guys um already have so much on your minds. Um, and are you yeah, being facetious? I'm... Oh no, he's serious. Okay. When have you known me to be facetious? I guess not. You're not a very sarcastic person. You're not sick, are you? Your voice sounds even deeper than usual. I'm just eating my microphone right now. Okay. All right. Uh, Yeah. No, for whatever reason, I'm just holding it against my face, which is Mm. not usually how I do things, but whatever. That's not not how you normally do it? No. But um, anyway, I was going to go into... um, Basically, there was a there was a super chat on a Sunday show back um, in the middle of September that more or less outlined what I wanted to say, but I wanted wanted to explore it a little bit more. Um, and that comes down to the entire idea that the threats to the threats to basically destroy your livelihood if you do not comply with the mask or vaccine mandates are essentially an attempt to destroy your family and to kill you and yeah for sure so there's 
there's there's no there's no way to say that that's not an attack. There's no way to say that that's not a a physical attempt to you know harm you. Right? Yeah, I would I would agree that I don't know that it's the exact same thing, but at most it's a few degrees removed. It's it's a similar method of coercion, certainly. Well, it's either you do this or you will starve to death. Right. Well, that, I don't that, know if it's that quite that much... simple. It, it it it's obstacles that put you closer to that, but it doesn't mean that you will certainly starve to death. But I, I get the point that you're making. Yes. Well, if you live in a city, then it basically is you do this or you starve to death because you can't grow anything in your apartment on 34th street in New York. Uh, yeah, that's true. But people still have choices. People have a choice to leave. I got a lot of shit for saying that this isn't coercive per se. This, all of this. I mean, I understand that there's a coercion, a coercive element to all of this, but everybody's acting like losing your job means that you're just going to fall over dead. You know, we're still in a place at this point in time. I'm not saying that's not going to change in the future where you can, leave your city where you can find a new job. Every place is fucking hiring. Like every single sign it's people. You're just do a different job. Just, I, I don't understand what the problem is here. Like, I know it's difficult to uproot your life and to work in a field that's unfamiliar and to move your family and everything, but drastic, drastic times here. I totally understand that. And actually I just got a new job. Good. Um, so Congrats. yes, I'm, I'm doing much better for myself now than I was the last time that you heard from me. Um, having said that, I also think that if you're forced to move because people are fucking retarded, <laughs> isn't that its own level of tyranny? Like, Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yes and no, but that's why the freedom, that's why that, power has to be kept as locally as possible and that's why that freedom to move has to be maintained because we might I, all agree that that these mandates are are silliness but at the same time there there are people who would who might think that some of the regulations people like us might impose on our local communities are some similar level of intolerable and I, that's why I, I know it's inconvenient i mean i i i I don't want I, I hate the fact that they're coming to my city and ruining everything here. And I look I don't look forward to moving one day, but that freedom to move is sort of a last resort to to go elsewhere and build something else that's more to your to your taste. You know, at the end of the day, we're moving away now to get away from their bullshit. Yeah, but they will follow us because oh, yeah. wherever you go, you will create a good place that they yeah. can move into and destroy yeah, I know. There's nowhere to go. We're going to have to stand our ground eventually. But I think we can all agree that American cities are not the place oh, that any of us should lost, be. I think we have long since uh, we, we've long since gone past the place where we needed to defend ourselves. You're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> we can't talk really? about specifics, but I really? agree with that. You have people, you have people legitimately say you say faggot all the time <laughs> and you're yelling at me. We had a caller say N word, F word. Oh, last yeah, oh I that? heard that. I heard yeah. that. Yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. And uh, I know it was, it was not. Don't really do that. Nice, insightful call. Yeah. And yeah. Like, don't do that. I, I, <laughs> we got to give you the boot. Do you have any final thoughts? 
Um, well, I, I had a whole speech written out, but I'm not going to be able to get through it. Um, all I can say is we already are aware of the fact that the law is not being equally applied to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we only need look at Mark Milley and Alexander Vindman and um, Stu Scheller, right? In yeah. the most, in, in the greatest place where laws sort of like hammered down on us all, right? In the military. Supposedly, and, discipline is supposed to be a top uh, priority and value, but yeah. maybe those days are gone too. Yeah. I think those days have been gone for a while. And uh, there's really nothing that we can do to change the federal government at this point that doesn't involve, let's say, um, lovely, fabulous jackets that are made of copper. <laughs> you know, you got to get you. You got to take yourself and your lovely bride out of that damn state. I, I, yeah, I think for that, real. you know. Not that I don't agree with a lot of the things you're saying. I just think, man, um, there's there are still there are still enjoyable and worthwhile parts of the country, and I hope to find you there soon. And it's a there big country. Basti- there are bastions of freedom that yet exist, and they will be destroyed soon enough. <laughs> well, not if you come here to man the megaphone at the compound and say, "Listen." You all have to get the hell out of here. Uh, if you don't, we're going to. Uh, well, we're wearing our copper jackets, and there's going to be it's going to be problems. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I I'd love to. Yeah. And frankly, I'm actually um I'm actually saving up to do something like that. I don't want to give away too much. All right. But, um. Yeah. Uh, I I look forward to leaving this complete cesspool. You should. New we'll Hollywood is going to need voiceovers that... too. That'll be uh, your time to shine, man. <laughs> yep. We'll see. Seriously, how get, get some voiceover work. It's criminal well, that uh, guess... it's criminal that you're not uh, doing actual movie uh, trailers. So hopefully the day comes. All right. Whatever you say. All right. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Thanks for the I'll call, man. And congratulations. Glad to night. hear it. You too. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good night. How oh man! That way, uh, I was born with it, I guess. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Next up is Phil. Phil, is it the oh. Phil? That's it's the yes, only it. Phil. Hey, How spicy favorite- Phil. Phil. All my favorite YouTubers. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Were your favorite YouTubers? That's uh, okay. All right, I'll take. Well, it, it was you guys or Tim Pool, and uh, oh. I like you guys better. So. <laughs> I'm surprised you liked anyway, him. And so I'm not taking a shot I'm, at Tim. I just, I'm a little surprised that you would like him. I'm not super big into Tim pool. I, if I watch him, it's like guest dependent. Hmm. I not to go off on a rant, but I'm never really going to forgive him for cheering at the, uh, white demographic decline when he had Chris Rufio on. He did. But, uh, when was that? Yeah. When he had uh, Rufio on a while back, they were cheering about, uh, they were all cheering about how whites are going into decline in the country. So, oh no! When when was yeah. it though? Like how long ago? Um, it was this summer. Whenever Rufio oh. was uh doing the CRT roundtable stuff. Hmm. But anyway, uh, we were a couple of us were discussing in the chat room earlier. Uh, 
having a hard time finding ammunition and stuff for deer rifles or handguns or whatever and uh, hmm. noticed that there must be a lot of gang shootings going on in the city. Cities. <laughs> Where and do we they thought, get their know, ammo? Do they reload? Yeah. Like, yeah. How, what do they was, do? That was kind of the question is like, yeah. do we go into drug dealing? Not so much for the drugs and the money, but just so we can get the ammunition. <laughs> yeah, I would like to know. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah, I actually I found some earlier today, the, at least around here, the stock and the prices are recovering a little bit, but it's obviously not where it used to be in the good old days of, say, 2018, 2019. Yeah, yeah. What um, there was a there was a uh, a shooting today at a high school in Texas, Arlington. Was there really? There but was, it, but you won't hear much about that one because the uh, culprit was um, a bike thief and he shot other bike thieves. So, oh well. <laughs> oh, and no, nobody was killed. Actually, I think it was four people injured. Oh, then okay. especially so, who cares? So the alarms went off. My school shooting. Oh wait, never mind. That's kind of how that one went. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, before right. I get out of here, I didn't really have anything else to add, but if I didn't know if you guys had any questions you wanted to ask me, mm. I might regret saying this, but <laughs> wow, uh, it feels like I, it feels like I get on here and rant pretty often, but I didn't well, know if yeah, you guys and had I, any questions you want to ask how, me. I, I, I'm just interested in, well, uh, how did you find the show? How did, because obviously we, we encounter you fairly frequently, but how did you find the show? I think I ran into Blonde's videos first, but I forget what the first one was I saw. Hmm. Um, back in the day. Event, yeah, it was way back, too. I don't remember. It wasn't your first one right away, It was, but it was pretty early. And then I realized you guys had a live stream, and I thought, I'm not sitting down for two hours on a Sunday night to watch a live stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I did. I was like, well, this is kind of cool. I kept doing it. Well, I'm glad that you did. And uh, I've heard from several people that they enjoy Phil's chats. So it's kind of become its uh, its own little bit. Yeah, so thank I, you for uh, that. I remember a while back, you guys had, uh, I guess, particularly censored one of my chats because I didn't keep my mouth shut. But anyway, and Blonde had sort of out loud said, uh, I wonder why he sends us money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You get so did, heavily censored. It's like... Well, that's part of the game. I think I've mentioned that before, but um, yeah, one of the th one of the reasons I support you guys is because you guys are actually building something. Well, thanks. Um, I appreciate well, thank that. Thank you. I appreciate that. There's a uh, something my folks have told me for well, as I was growing up, was you can't just curse the darkness forever. You got to shine a light, mm. and uh, I think you guys are trying to shine a light in your way, in your region. Um, well, that's your, uh, area of influence on the internet. That's really kind and, and thoughtful of you. I, I, I appreciate that. And of course we appreciate your support for the show too. And uh, yeah, I mean that that's, that's all that we really hope for is kind of a corner of the internet where we can honestly try to figure out what's true and hang out with other people who are trying to do the same. So uh, appreciate your, your support in that effort and appreciate your spicy thoughts and your uh, willingness to give me some leave leeway in communicating, communicating them in a Susan compliant way. How about that? Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh. There's times where I feel like really just letting it all go, and I'm thinking I don't want to get these guys thrown off, so I should probably taper back a little bit. Yeah, but you do want to watch me stumble in figuring out how to read it. That's what you do it's, want. It is pretty entertaining, though. You're pretty <laughs> on the ball with some of that stuff. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to think that I uh I give them a accurate paraphrasing. You know, I try to get the point right. across, 
<laughs> in a way that, uh, you know, Susan won't swing the ax at us, but who knows? All right. Well, thank you, man. It's always a, a pleasure to hear from you. Yes. Likewise. Have a good one. Bye. Insanity trials up next. Insanity trials. You there? Yes, I am. Am I coming in? Okay. Yes, sir. What's in your mind? Uh, well, I don't know if you guys remember, but, uh, Two or three weeks ago, I called in about um, having a few sort of disparate, separated friend groups who uh, all more or less agreed that secession would be at least something oh, yeah. worth considering. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, and Blonde said to uh, sort of interrogate further the, the socialists in one of the groups. Uh, and and you were curious too. It sounded like Matt. It's you know if they would just let us. Be our, you know, evil selves. Alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I talked to one of them. Um, pretty much asked him, like, straight up, you know, would you be fine to just let us be after a separation? You have your corner, we have ours. <sighs> Turned into a, like an hour and a half blowout argument <laughs> of uh, covering like tons of issues, like abortion and guns, and just just a whole long thing. Um, was was it about leaving us alone on those topics or just about what what position is right on those topics? Well, that but kind of in conjunction with with it because it's like what what's so the basic problem apparently for him was uh that if we fully separated then we would pretty much immediately start oppressing the trans and the gays. And right. Yeah. So they can't leave us anything alone. to stop. Now, I'm not saying yeah. we would do that. I'm saying from their perspective, right. that's what they <laughs> yeah. think is going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have uh, I have an exact quote because this, this is all in a, in a discord chat. Uh, Plenty of the country would still lynch and commit hate crimes against gays if they didn't think they'd go to what? jail. Yeah, that was well, straight maybe up over at that. Blonde's compound as she <laughs> yeah, well. smirks and looks the other way. <laughs> not just gays lesbians too <laughs> well but here's the thing what what if there how many how many countries are there in the world that actually do that sort of thing throw gay people off rooftops for example yeah are we like supposed a dozen to, awesome ones <laughs> are, are we supposed to raid every single one of them blonde moving to mogadishu confirmed by the way or like damascus or something <sighs> do they I think they do that in mogadishu they don't see that that's a little too advanced maybe it's uh isn't this a Middle like East a, thing? An ISIS thing, like a Syria yeah. thing, Iraq, maybe. Maybe, I know, maybe I'm wrong. Well, it uh, that was that was the main thrust of it. It was it was so effectively in the end, it was no, uh, we won't leave you alone um, because because we will lynch gay and trans yeah, people. Pretty, yeah, that there's that there's just we'll pretty much just immediately become like the stereotype if we don't think the federal government will arrest us. Okay, but the counter yeah, on their nonsense. end is you guys will abuse children by sexualizing them and turning them into transgender people at age five. And uh-huh. our end of the I bargain is up. we're going to leave you alone to do that in your own stupid country. Yeah, I, I brought that up too. But, um, well, for one thing, uh, was that it wasn't happening. That no one's transing the kids. Well, where are the gay lynchings? Where's that happening? <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh my God! But yeah, I, the point you're making, the broad point you're making, is the one that we were wondering. Yeah, w- right. Can they leave us alone? But that's 
<laughs> the question the, the question we have to start asking because we know the answer you got the answer it's no yeah but we yeah. have to respond with okay you and what army like we eventually <laughs> right. we're just gonna have to stand our ground and say you know what we're running our lives this way you can come at us with guns if you want but we're gonna be here in the meantime we're gonna have to say that from everyone uh, to everyone from you know whether it's your authoritarian socialist friend who won't leave you alone to the federal government itself we're just gonna have yeah. to start saying no and standing our ground and making them come come for us. I, I don't know that a lot of them actually will when it comes down to that. Well, and this is also one when I when I went up to, to uh, Seattle to to go hang out with this group of people that he's a part of. Um, I offered everyone to take him shoot it because a bunch of them had never been before. Because you know, yeah, Seattle suburban, and uh, and he didn't he didn't want to go. And he said, "No, I don't like guns, and I don't think anyone." <sighs> So I don't think anyone should have them. He thinks no one should have guns. There should That's be no asinine. Guns. Yeah, it's completely retarded. No one? Yeah. No one. Like no military. No one. He's well, how insane. would that He's insane. Uh yeah, this 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 is part this is part of the very long uh tedious argument that was had. Um the uh <sighs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh, oh. He, so, at some point in the argument, it was like, he was like, well, it sounds like you guys are the ones who just want to, you're the only ones who won't have restrictions for anything. We, you know, we want to let people get become trans. We want to let people do shit, do shit. And I was like, he, he basically posed to me, well, uh, what what freedoms are we restricting of you? What? <laughs> like, I can think of uh, two off the top of my head, and that's guns and taxes. I don't even have to think any more than that. He was like, well, I agree with those, so what about the social restrictions, though? Yeah, right. Well, yeah, that did, we didn't even get to that because I just brought those two up. And we, Plus, it's it's not I, I, it's not a common opinion that transgenderism should be illegal. That's an no. opinion that exists, but I don't think it's the commonly held one, even on the right. Or that gay well, marriage yeah. should be illegal. There's some difference of opinion on that. But what they're talking about is celebration. When they say anti-gay yeah. or anti-trans, anti what does that mean? That I don't openly participate in the celebration of it um, in the street? No, the slippery slope, though, the, the slope has already been slipped. They were like, all we want to yeah. do is have the right to do this or not be restricted. And yeah. now it's become a celebration, which leads me to believe that giving them access to this right was clearly a mistake. Clearly. There's, uh, there's no right. denying the linkage. Like I'll fully acknowledge having laughed at Rick Santorum 10 years ago for saying that uh, that legal gay marriage would lead to dog marriage and other things. Maybe we haven't got to dog marriage, but we've gotten to things arguably worse. So point for Rick Santorum. Um, I guess what I'm saying is for most of the right, um, I, I shouldn't say, I don't know. I don't know what the percentage is, but a large segment of the right has no desire to go control people's lives in that way. They just, we don't want to be coerced into celebrating it or have it forced on our children. That's it. You do you in your own weird home. I, I, you know, I'm not going to go send police into your house to bust you for what you do in your bedroom, but I'm not going to be coerced into celebrating it myself or have you indoctrinate my children to believe that it's awesome or exactly the same thing or whatever else. That, that's yeah. what that's. So I, I just don't understand the perspective he's coming from. We're not going to lynch people. We're not going to put people in jail. We mostly just want to leave people alone and be left alone. And that includes not having to celebrate uh, okay, okay. certain Speak lifestyles here. I understand that I don't represent everyone, but I think what I'm saying is the point that he's presenting that there's going to be people thrown off rooftops is a gross exaggeration. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, he totally. has the 
clearly has a very, um, you know, I mean, a Seattle city person's view of, of every other part of the country. Uh, it's just a stereotype that uh, is ridiculous. But I, yeah. I think what it really drills down to, and I think you can see this with COVID too, is when the leftist thinks that someone else should be forced to do something, or everyone, including themselves, should be forced to do something, if they agree with it, if they like it, it's not authoritarian. It isn't. Like, yeah. Blonde can at least say, I'm an authoritarian, right? I want certain things to happen by force. The leftist can say, yeah, I want that thing to happen by force, but it's not authoritarian because it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I think that's accurate. If the and it's just a, it's an extension of if the end is good the means are justified, right? right. Yeah, it's just yeah more more of that. Yeah, I, I it's it's definitely that friendship is a a touch strained. We'll say. Hmm. Uh, well, thank you, thank oh, you for man. the uh, insight. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate All right. It. Have a great night. See you later. Did you have uh, more thoughts to add? If you were you're you're still. Uh, furrow, furrow, what's the word I'm looking for? Furrowing, furrowing your brow. No, yeah, I'm just this Discord thing is. I find it upsetting. You know, you know why? Because uh, I'm caught between this like cancel culture element, but also really hating degenerates. So, so I don't, I don't really know what to do about any of this stuff. Um, in terms of the caller that we just had with his friendships, at at this point in time, I don't understand how anybody can entertain a friendship uh, where you aren't almost completely aligned on political stuff. <laughs> like I don't know how anybody does it. The only alignment I need is the acknowledgement of people's basic rights and and the ability to entertain a perspective outside of your own. Yeah, nobody that, has that anymore. Though that is less common than it used to be. Well, you have that ability, and very few people do. Even people that used to seem to be unable to do this anymore. It's uh, it's it's a lot less common than it than it used to be in my experience, say ten years ago. Yeah. So it's tougher. Uh, over on, we are due for a break. Over on Tippy Stream, Incompetent Hand says they invoke God when they want political conformity. They give the non citizens guns and you ultimatums. They sick feds on you and they take your kids. I can't wait to quote Hanlon's Razor uh, in the camps. Ah, so point being, we keep assuming stupidity when we maybe should be assuming. Malice. I mean, in yeah. the case of this, in the case of this threat to send the FBI after protesting parents, that's oh, that's no accident. That yeah. whoops, I guess I misunderstood. No, that that is malice. There is no other way to characterize that. And it's fine. People need to be homeschooling their kids anyway. So I actually think this is awesome. Um. Yeah, I think there's a lot of encouragement to come out of that story, but uh, but yeah, I agree that there's. I agree with the premise that there's a lot more malice out there motivating. Uh, a lot of what we're watching, if if these people had the ability to put us all in camps without any sort of repercussions for them, if there were no danger to them, I have mm-hmm. no doubt that they would. Yeah. If they could push a button to put us in camps right now cleanly, of course they would push that button. Uh, Yeah, but they think that of us, too. And I'm getting there. Well, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Blonde with that button, I might be sweating a little bit. Um, I'm a reactionary authoritarian. Maybe I'm not. Uh, I'm not pushing that button. I have no desire to control other people in that way, and I think it's immoral to do it. They but need to be controlled, though. Somebody has to do it. Not by These camps. Pe- 
Definitely no, no, I, I'm just talking yeah. about authoritarianism in general. It's like, I know that you don't want to admit that these people basically have no autonomy and free will, but they really don't. It's like this, this NPC thing, it's fucking real. But they just, do have disguised rights. disguised as leftists. They do have rights, even if they are I don't are, want to take away their, their rights. Realize I just them. want to propagandize them in the appropriate way so that they do my bidding. You want them to freely choose your choice. Well, they can't really make free choices, <laughs> can they? Are, are you truly an autonomous self uh self-actualized individual if all the choices that you're making are a response to propaganda you've been experiencing yeah, your entire life yeah I, I i agree with that that premise that you can be sort of a mental slave without knowing it well that's, but I that's the majority of this country it's probably 70 percent of people that are like that yeah but but i still believe that everybody has the right not to be i i don't want to fight for who's the slaveholder in that in that scenario but what if that's the only way that society will function i don't know i mean it's possible can these I, people be coaxed into self-actualization i don't think so more and more people more and more people every day are but it is at a very slow pace where's you the evidence s- of that oh i think more i think more people are aware of all the misrepresentation put before them from media or government every single day mm. um but it, is it something that has drastic difference overnight not really it takes time but i don't know i'm just kind of done with the normie that's what what the person's worthless to me we gotta we gotta give the normie his chance we've we've Uh, how many of us are former normies too including yours truly yeah but i made it you know i might still be really a normie no you're not i I was only (laughs) really a normie from like childhood to age 22 before Mm. i started like really starting to think about things. I, I just, people need to figure it out. We're old. Yeah. Anyway, let's get a few, yeah, let's get a few chats. Rocky mountain monk, a big shout out to my fellow domestic terrorists out there looking forward uh, to seeing you all at that huge meetup we'll have at the gulag. I mean, the correctional treatment facility in DC. Yeah. This is what they want. Isn't it? I had a friend send me a great Photoshop earlier today. You remember those uh, feds at the, justice for J six rally where they were all there with their Ray bands and the same haircut and their shorts. Yeah. They were photoshopped into a PTA meeting because that's what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> really I so, like it. Yeah, it looked great. It looked believable too. Whoever did the shop did a good job. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Fiery Waco. If Janet Yellen can mint one trillion dollar coin, why doesn't she mint thirty of them so we don't have to pay taxes anymore? Yeah, and this reporting above six hundred dollars thing is going to happen. All transactions above six hundred dollars, people are going to end up paying taxes on unrealized capital gains. This is going to be a fucking disaster. All of us are, are our wealth is just going to evaporate. I haven't looked at the trillion dollar coin story that much yet. I'm not sure I even understand it. the The Fed is just going to mint a trillion dollar platinum coin for what? For the purposes of extending is this real? or are they actually yes, this trying is, to do this? This well, this story is out there for the purpose of what escaping or extending the debt ceiling. They just say oh that this coin God. is worth a trillion dollars, even though it's not. It's it's an ounce of platinum. <sighs> I'm not sure I understand. I have to look at it more. But the the Fed just declaring things to be worth whatever they want. I mean, that's that's common, I, I suppose. That's not anything new. Janet Yellen, Ugh, Billy Biz or Bill Biz. Matt Nolan or Matt and Blonde, excellent show on Sunday with Owen Benjamin. Thank you so much. We appreciate oh, thanks. that. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, John. I appreciated his perspective. I'm glad, glad we got to hear it. Yeah, he's always he's uplifting. You know, um, how do you feel? Or how do you do, fellow white non-feds? Does anyone know a uh, cool anti-CRT or anti-mass school board meeting protest going down this week? <laughs> uh, tell me more. Yeah, yeah I. Uh, uh, 
Anyway, I, I circle I, back. I could talk a lot about that. I posted a video about that earlier today. So my thoughts are in there. But um, but yeah, what a piece of propaganda. When I dug into the, the stories that they're citing in the support of this idea that it's terrorism, most of them are parents showing up to meetings. Not most. A sizable group of what they're citing are parents showing up to meetings not wearing masks. That's the terrorism. Yeah. And by the way, like, sir, please put the mask over your nose. And then they cut his mic. Yeah, and then they cancel the meeting because of too many people not wearing masks. And it's Whatever. disruption, terrorism. And the AP just put out a fact check of this afternoon saying, many people online are saying that the National School Board Association referred to protesting parents as domestic terrorists. This is false. Look at the letter. Now, yeah. this is what the, the letter says. This could rise to the level of domestic terrorism. We weren't Anything, calling though, them. Is- it's like, oh, 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 so you weren't calling them domestic terrorists. You were just saying that they're trending toward domestic terrorism. Fine. Cool. We uh, stand corrected. Um, they talk about normal or uh, waking the normie. This might actually do it. I hope so. Um, you know, this a lot of this school board stuff has been some of the most encouraging political activity of this last year. So yeah, we shall see. Um, real quick over on DLive Silosopher. Thank you. Rvolt24. Uh, Pilati Grove. Dubstep, uh, thank you guys. Appreciate it. And we will come back to the chats at the top of the hour. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Isonor is up next. Isonor, you there? I can't hear anything. I think we had trouble with Isonor recently, didn't we? If you're on mobile app. Uh... Yeah. I can't hear him at all. I can put him. I'll, I'll circle back with him and see if we can. <laughs> Try again in a minute. Orwell's ghost is up after that. Orwell, that's fine. Yeah. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? Oh, a couple things. First of all, don't simp for uh, conservative dunces like uh, uh, Ashley St. Clair and Isabella Riley. These are just controlled opposition hoes for Charlie Kirk. Ashley St. Clair. I don't don't know know much about them. Yeah, they're 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 a bunch of they're a bunch of shit heel gross chicks who slap on a bunch of makeup. Uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about tonight. I was just <laughs> looking through Twitter and saw these stupid She's kind of hot. I don't care. I don't care. They're gross. They paint on their eyebrows, which is gross. But anyhow. <laughs> um, Gosh, all right. Thank you for setting the record straight. Yeah. On those eyebrows. So, yeah. So um, I wanted to talk to you guys about, I've talked to some of the dudes in the chat about uh, this before. Have you guys ever heard of the Peter Principle? No. So the Peter Principle is essentially it's a it's a it's a kind of a satirical business theory that was created by a guy named Lawrence Peter. And essentially what it says is sort of in the Jordan Peterson world of hierarchies, an individual will rise to his or her own level of their own incompetence. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they talk about this in 30 Rock. <laughs> Wait, right, what does that right, mean? Right. Can we phrase that another way? Rise to your own level of incompetence? Does that mean you're limited rise, by? Rise, yes, rise to the level of one's own incompetence. So essentially they will continue to get promoted to the ranks until they plateau out to a point where their incompetence essentially flourishes, where okay. it's, it's really exposed in just the worst way possible. Okay. And there are two really good examples. And, you know, the current Hong Kong president is is one of them. This is, I mean, this is, this is a guy who's right. We, we don't need to say anymore. 
but but there's another really great historical example of Quintilius Verus, who was a Roman, who was the Roman governor general of Germania, and he was really successful, sort of administrative general in Syria for years. And I think it was either Tiberius or no, it was Augustus who, under the suggestion of Tiberius, was like send him up to germania where it's kind of the you know the frontier lands it's 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 the wild west up there you know send him up there he'll civilize them and varus went up there having never been challenged in his entire career as sort of a roman officer and he goes up there and you know within a year of him being up there he got killed by a um uh by a by a german uh a Germanic Roman knight. So this guy was, this guy's name was Arminius and he was, he served in the Roman army as sort of an auxiliary knight, which is the highest level you could achieve if you were a non-Roman citizen. And he led a revolt in Germania uh, and killed Varus, you know, this high ranking patrician Roman general. Uh And essentially what that, what it all boils down to, and you can see this in the military, The, the, the military is one of the places where this is really evident. Where people just yeah. they do exact they do exactly what they're told. They get a good physical fitness test. They they get a good rifle score. They they get good they get a good annual performance evaluation. And every two or three years they get promoted. Promoted. Yeah. And 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 nobody says shit. And then all of a sudden they get put into a position where it's really important that they <laughs> that they make command decisions. And, and they, they can't. Just, they completely yeah. fucking collapse. Yeah. They completely collapse. And and again, I think I it's sad and I don't I, I don't want to be cliche about it, but Joe Biden is just the best example. Hmm. He's a really historically, he's a like a handsome guy, very charming, got a kind of a a good old boy, you know, Midwestern wit about him. He he he's kind of a gaff master and people like him because he's just good old Joe. And he fits perfectly well in the Senate where you don't have to do shit. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. You know, you just kind of exist and have a heartbeat and a pulse. And, you know, if you've got a good smile and a good wit about you, you know, you'll, you'll fuck, you'll be there for 40 years, but now he's the president and it's just, it's, it's just showing really, I mean, it's his age too. So yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. That whatever charm was there has certainly worn off. He's incoherent most of the time. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, 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 and, and that's blonde. I think you've talked about this a lot is like, you're sort of, the endearing kind of, I don't know, love that you had, you know, you sort of had for Joe Biden, not like unironically, you're like, you know, he's kind of charming, you know, he's got kind of this, he's kind of got this, you know, Chad, I don't give a shit wit about him, even though. No, no, I've only talked about this in the context of, of pitying him because it's, yeah, it's sad to watch somebody uh, just their, their mental health, yeah, yeah, not their mental yeah, health, but their, their mental acuity uh, totally yeah, deteriorates. Yeah. But 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 there was there was a charm about him for many years where it was like, and and the one I remember is in 2017 when all these retard Democrats kept coming out and saying, "Well, I think it was Maxine Waters. Will nobody come up here and protest this this the the, the election with me?" And he just hammers the gavel. He's like, "We're done." we're done we're not talking about this anymore get it over with and and yeah and and now i mean look at him so anyhow i i I don't want to take up too much time uh i i I don't know if you guys uh dangerous spaces told me to tell you guys eisenor 
is having like tech serious technical problems. So okay, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't hear anything oh, no. um, off of him, which <laughs> yeah, is why yeah, we had but, you in but, here quickly. But, but yeah, yeah. So he's 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 kind of in the hole. But that's what I wanted to tell you guys about. Keep right. that on your radar. Keep that on your radar. The the Peter principle. All right. It's 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 fascinating to read into as far as like hierarchies and stuff. Sure. Like that. Well, th- thank you for yeah, the explanation so. and the call. No worries, guys. You guys have a good one. You as well. Have a good night. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Next up is Sneed and Feed. You there, Sneed? Sneed and Feed. I kind of like that. Um, yeah. fellow white people. <laughs> Hello. How are you? What's on your mind? Doing good. Um, well, so I have a compliment and a criticism for you guys tonight. Which would you like to hear first? <laughs> uh, say, go for it. Take your pick. Okay, I'll compliment. But so um, I really liked y'all's uh, interview with uh, Owen. I, um, I think you. he was. It was really, really positive, and that's kind of a rare thing these days. Yeah, and yeah. He's I a he's love... a he's a oh, rare combination of acknowledging the reasons for the black pill without succumbing to them succumbing to it right he's very resistant to despair yeah he told he totally gets it he can explain to you all the reasons for despair but he does not hold it himself which i find to be very interesting that if your personal life if all your ducks are in a row in your nuclear family then you can pretty much weather any storm yeah that's exactly right it's what you uh you got to change yourself before you change the outside world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also loved how he, um, he called out my favorite sci-fi book, Dune. Um, ah. It's a really good book. And uh, it shows basically how the nomad is superior to the settler, you know? Um, but mm. the other thing, the criticism I got to get to is when, when you guys are having your stream and basically, how do I put this? There's like 20 minutes where you talk about how this subscribe star or this this streamer service, it goes down or like it it takes your money or something like that. And I don't know, it just kind of kills the vibe for me because there's ways you can fix it. Like the, the other thing is like Nick Fuentes got like all of his money stolen out of his bank account, right? Oh, that's like right. Like what happened with that? So, well, the FBI basically just took it all. And so they shut down his like they they called it like an investigation in them or something like that. So they just took all of his money. But I don't have sympathy for him because there is solutions. There are parallel solutions to these problems. And it's kind of like hitting hitting your head into a wall over and over and over again. Right. Why? Because he had money in the in the banking system. Well, yeah, it's the it's the banking system. It's like these these middlemen, you know, exchanges. It's like. Just cut well, it how all do you out. propose that we bypass all of this while still airing on YouTube? Well, you do simply what um, what's his face? Uh, the Daily Stormer guy does. You go straight Bitcoin Monero, and like they can't, they can't shut that Bitcoin. You, you, well, you know that that my Coinbase account was frozen for trying to donate to the Daily Stormer. I mean, it's not right. like well, it's been Coinbase is Coinbase is just one exchange, right? And you're you're giving them your keys, which is like the control of your wallet. Yeah, so but Bitcoin all- Bitcoin is a major problem too. It's not actually decentralized currency, and Andrew Anglin has had major problems with it. So it's not like he has it all figured out. Getting funds to Daily Stormer is like it, it's incredibly difficult. I well, so well, you I hear this a lot where you say like Bitcoin and like blockchain technology isn't decentralized, but it's it becomes down to a fact of when you're using the currency and when you want to cash out 
that's where the um, the hurdle comes. That that doesn't mean it's not decentralized when you own no, the team. No, I, I get you. I hear you. I understand what you're saying. But our strategy about this whole thing would is that we're going to use the opportunities that we have to reach the most people before the wheels fall off. Like we know that this is not going to last forever. But while we can be on YouTube, while we can uh, exploit all of these platforms, we're just going to do all the shit. We're just going to see what sticks. Yeah. And and of course, I'm trying to we're obviously trying to do what we can to to make ourselves available in those environments. But if we were to go exclusively to those places, you're talking about cutting the reach and the audience of the show by a massive percent. Yeah. And. You know, uh, my my philosophy is I'm going to try to put the show where people want to watch it, and some of the, for some people, that's on uh, alt tech. For a lot of people, that's on YouTube. And you know, I, I'm what I want to do is keep the show where people want to watch it without compromising principles or values or all of that. Now, Susan yeah. is who she is, and sometimes judgments are going to have to be made, but. Uh, I in my the thing cal- about Trovo though it, I didn't mean to interrupt you I'm sorry no sorry. I, I mean, I'm pretty much finished my thought there the it's thing just- about Trovo is its entire purpose was to capture people that have been banned on other platforms so when YouTube does something uh, I'm like okay you know that's Susan just being the fucking bitch that Susan is but when Trovo does something I'm like like come on you're supposed to be here for the people that are are getting iced out of these major platforms and Subscribestar has never failed us. Subscribestar is awesome, um, mm-hmm. but and as far oh, as I, as as far as the I Trovo thing, yeah, yeah, I, I get the point you're making, regardless of um, of of who's doing it. But as far as the Trovo thing, the other thing I want to emphasize the reason that I think that that one's important to talk talk about is because they stole from our audience too. It, it's yeah, yeah, the censorship stuff is annoying, and yeah, I feel like they betrayed us as streamers, but they really betrayed their viewers, and and they stole from their viewers, and I think that's an important point. Um, for people to understand and for people that had that happen to them to n- be aware of, of how to, yeah, yeah. how to potentially their money, resolve you know? that. Yeah. I, I totally understand what you guys are saying. Um, and I got to compliment, you know, I, I still, it blows my mind how long you guys have lasted on YouTube. Isn't it like, crazy? It, God, someone's every day I wake up, I'm like, how? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just really wants to put forward, you know, the parallel economy, you know, what Andrew Torva is trying to do, those kind of ideas where it's like, you, well, you have to, you know, stop get feeding the beast, you know, you have to starve yeah. it out. And, um, you know, th- in my opinion, the best way to do that is blockchain technology. And you guys sure. do have a, a unique... I'm inclined to agree with you that. I mean, I, I use Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin. Uh, and that's how I get money to the the content creators that I can't give money in any other way. That being said, like, if if we could get money to the Daily Stormer through, like, Patreon, I would do that too. <laughs> I, I would also say Monero is better than Bitcoin because Bitcoin, they can just follow the chain and they know who's sending to which address. They'll be no, able to retroactively track Monero too. Monero is awesome. Blocking. It's yeah. it's just, it's like the other thing is, can we, can we run the show in the way that we want to on Monero? And currently I don't think that's possible in a, in an ideal future. It might be, and I'm certainly yeah. not going to reject, uh, reject any of those platforms or any of those technologies. But I, I, have to be realistic in where most people want to consume the show too and, yeah. and how they'd like to support it. Definitely. I, I see. And uh, well, I was just thinking, I was like brainstorming. I was thinking like, okay, they could send like a very particular amount of cryptocurrency. Right. And then yeah, they yeah. email like their, their, uh, their chat, what they want to say. Right. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah so i'm just before we let you go keep in mind that owen still try he he still uses youtube at every available opportunity because he wants to reach the maximum number of people he recently came on my channel he went he did the interview with us and he sought us out for that and he's always uh putting up these new channels like tea time with gary and larry whatever and they just get nuked but he just keeps coming back (laughs) to youtube because that's how you reach the most people and believe me like i'm i'm totally sympathetic and understanding with the points that you're making i'm not dismissing your points i agree yeah it's just uh you know it just sucks i i the one thing i'll agree with you most about is it's an it's i don't want to make a show about that stuff i agree like i don't want to in an ideal world i don't want to spend 10 15 minutes talking about how somebody banned our show yeah. and stole money from our audience um but to the extent that those injustices exist i, I kind of have to kind of have to talk about them too but maybe in the future when we are in uh, when we have the monero economy flourishing um we can we can do I, i've only known about monero for a few months um someone else in the audience kind of explained it to me and tipped me off to it so uh it does sound like exciting tech and and so maybe we'll get there well yep you guys just doing your best i just uh that was just one of my pet quirks i've had like for the longest time it's like i love listening to y'all show and it's just like when you know 15 20 minutes of just talking about that it's like oh i just want to hear blonde rage at something <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's it'll happen but at, hey the bright side is as we get banned off more stuff it'll happen less so you know yeah, don't don't true. have to worry about it all right all right I don't want to take up more of your time thank you guys yeah thanks man yeah, I suppose it I is think, ironic that we ended up talking about that for 15 minutes. For 15 but, minutes. Um, you know, DuckDuckGo uh, just instituted a diversity hiring initiative. I don't uh, I don't know that much about DuckDuckGo. I mean, I uh, I don't uh, I guess I haven't. I'll, I'll be honest. Have I completely removed myself from Google? Of course not. I, I my primary mode of communicating with people is YouTube. It doesn't mean that I don't try to use alternatives where I can, but. Uh, I have not converted to like a DuckDuckGo uh, search. I mean, I use my default search 100% to listen to computing forever. And that is literally it. Mm. And Murdoch Murdoch. That's it. But I don't use it for anything else. Um, I haven't been on Gab in months. I mean, I don't know what to say here. Uh, I think BitChute is uh, BitChute might be losing a little bit of ground to Odyssey and Rumble, Uh, you know, especially with not getting into the live streaming game. And I'm not. I'm very thankful for BitChute. I'm not trying to take shots. BitChute filled a role when, you know, people were getting banned off YouTube and it still does fill that role. That said, BitChute has been talking about live streaming for as far as I can remember years now years. and other people have have got it going. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with BitChute. I like I like BitChute. I like the guys who run it. Um I wish that they would I wish some more features would roll out a little quicker, but it's not I don't know how to run their business. They do. So. Well, they need to staff up. They just don't. It might just be that. I don't know. Employees, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, uh, we're right about at the top of the hour. So why don't we just catch up on a few chats and we'll get right back into the calls. Okay. Uh, let's see what, let's see what, we, what got, we got uh, on Tippy stream here. Uh, uh, I'm ready to go a few or not. I just have one from Long Dong John. Uh, you might not have linked that guy calling... <laughs> Well, you might not have liked that guy calling Don Lemon an N-word, F-word last week, but I loved it. The most epic synchronized faces ever pulled off on this show. Something, uh, or no, I posted them to the Discord and I'll get around to making a Matt Soyjack meme out of it. Well, there was a Soyjack meme when I, like someone prompted me to make the Soyjack face and foolishly yeah. I did. So that screenshot's out there. <laughs> well, It's not that I... 
it's like we talked about at the time. Am I, are certain words offensive to me? It's not that it's just, if I open the door to that sort of uh stunt work, we're going to have problems on our hands. So it made me kind of happy. It was a great moment for free speech. That's true. Uh, yeah. And if, you know, uh, as far as I can tell with Susan's wrath, slurs actually don't get you busted that badly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, um, I don't know. Inari the Kitsune, has Matt seen V for Vendetta? Uh, no. No, but I know that I should, and people constantly reference it as it relates to today. The Last Samurai or Gran Torino? Gran Torino I love. Oh, yeah. Uh, so la- many racial slurs, creative racial slurs. Mm, this is That's really good gook food, I think. He said. <laughs> Wait, can I say that word? I forgot. How come I get chastised for saying chink and you can say gook conversation? I don't know. Are the anti-Asian that. slurs uh, allowed, Susan? I should have said good G word food. I'm sorry. Um, perhaps some more to add to the list. In other news, the Winchester 1987 is back together, and I am now doing a polish and blue and stock refinish. Cool. On a Winchester 75 bolt action 22. Good luck on the project. Yeah. Incompetent hands. When blonde can only read I'm black, I'm gay, I'm disabled from my super chat. <laughs> Price $20 when Matt misreads my super chat about women being better verbally. Priceless. Thanks, Matt and blonde. I only have when the I am it? gay, I am disabled part. I am uh, gay. I am disabled. <laughs> <laughs> that's good i know a fat guy in this modern day i've decided to get into drug dealing for the ability to get bullets phil 88 better this way um i mean we'll do what we have to do right well someone should seriously answer the question there's so there's like dozens of shootings in chicago every weekend what is the source of the ammunition that's a serious question i would like answered ask Lori life but i assume we're going to talk about this hilarious shooting that happened this week and the uh, with Lori Lightfoot and not with Lori oh. Lightfoot, but she is um, battling it out with. Um, oh, my God. I didn't even hear about this. What's this? My about? brain. Oh, there was a, a, a shooting that involved five people. I'm pretty sure somebody died. And, and um, what is her name? Kim. Uh, Kim Fox. Kim Fox is like, we're not going to prosecute any of these people. And Lori Lightfoot is like, what? And so they've been kind of bashing each other in the media. Oh, I didn't see any of this. Oh, I, it's hilarious. Yeah. You got to check it out. Um, but there's video. There were police behind these people, like these black people that were just like getting out of their cars and like, pew, 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 like shooting up a house. The whole thing is fucking chaos. It's it's crazy footage. All right. I got totally it's, crazy. it's like it's like some of the footage you see, too, where which, which guy was it? One of the guys who got shot by police. He had a former he had a live stream within the last maybe it was before the ammo shortage. So maybe that's how he had it. But oh it, he live streams himself just shooting a Glock with a 30 round mag out the window of his car just indiscriminately shooting it. How do you have the ammo to do that? Where are you getting that? Where are you getting all this excess ammo? Okay. We'll circle back. All right. We will come back to chats at the bottom or actually after the email questions. Thank you guys. Uh, Over on D live. Actually there, I do have one quickly or two poker time. Thank you. Uh, Deb stop. I pronounced that right. It's Deb stop. Thank you. Hey Matt, you you said that wrong. It's Deb stop. (laughs) C2K. Says, uh, play Batman's voiceovers for those who missed Sunday. Uh, people know Batman's uh, movie. If you tune into the Sunday show, you know it. It's this. Yeah. In a world of movie references flying over his head. The whole thing's like 20 seconds long, so I don't want to play it. But th- yeah, Batman is the voice of that. 
if you turn into the tune into the movie bit on Sundays. Uh, yes, it was one of the craziest voices I've ever heard. But I, and I, I personally have no idea what Batman looks like either. And I'm not asking him to reveal himself. But when you have a voice that distinct, you can't help but picture what you think he might look like. And then yeah. I guarantee he'll look nothing like he's what just I wearing am. a bat mask in my mind, though. Yeah, kind of. But I guarantee he probably looks nothing like what you picture. So maybe we don't want the shock. I don't know. But Batman, if you ever want to reveal yourself, curiosity is out there. Anyway, um, we'll circle back. it's just a cool voice. What can I say? All right. Uh, Rack is up next. Rack, you there? Uh, yes, I am. What's on your mind? Hey. Hey. Um, well, the last time you guys heard from me was uh, actually in December of 2019. So um, right before everything went to shit. Yeah, and speaking of things that went to shit, so I told you guys I went and got a job overseas. Okay. And that I told and you I didn't specify where. Well, I'll tell you, it was in Korea. Okay. And I got there 3 weeks before the the outbreak happened. Oh, oh my so god. Stranded in so Korea. what happened? Well, so basically the first outbreak was caused by some old lady who was part of a cult-like church who refused to get tested. Um after one event, and then the cult got it at the church in a city called Daegu, and then the cult intentionally spread it across the country. Uh, Good they were for like, them. Ha- yeah, they were passing out masks with like that were infected, and you gotta understand, in Korea, everyone was wearing masks pretty much as soon as the news about the coronavirus broke out at all. Were they trying to make people reach herd immunity? Um, no, they everything over there was tracked. Um, basically Korea was one of the first countries to start doing like the QR code check-ins and stuff. There are three options. You either walked into a place and put your phone number and your locate your hometown down on a uh, checklist. You either call, they did, they started doing this one very recently that you either call a number that's on the door to basically report in where you are, or you had a QR code attached to the uh, social media company, uh, Kakao or neighbor uh, over there. So you had to do all this stuff. How long were you there? Every day. Uh, yes, I was there for a year and a half. I got, uh, I, I basically had to leave because, um, the public schools and even the, the private schools, uh, cram schools, you know, like, uh, in mainland Asian countries, the kids go to school after school's over, like for another five hours, okay. that's cram schools yeah. or academies, they call them, right? Basically all those teachers are being required to take the, the vaccine. Now they told me, basically they told me that if I didn't take it, I was risking financial ruin if I spread, if I was attributed with spread it to anybody else. Um, they would hold so, you liable, like what, with some kind of lawsuit or something? Basically, they would use my data to show if I've been traveling a bunch. They would, I don't know how they say, but so they had to check if you were wearing your mask when, you know. Holy how, shit. How the hell do they yeah, check if you were if wearing I your was, mask? How would they know? Yeah. I'd, base, I guess if people tell them, people they talk to, or whatever. Like, <laughs> Witness I'm, statements? Okay. I don't know, man. man. I, that's why I was like, this, is, this isn't this is worth it. Um, I had a pretty crappy. Here's the thing. I loved my school. I love my students. They were amazing. And I'm going to, I miss them so much already, especially now I'm working on my crappy job I did before I left. I seriously, I miss them so much, but six more months in the worst location, one of the worst locations in the country in terms of like actually going to do anything. Cause it's expensive to go anywhere and it takes forever on a bus. Cause that's all I had. Um, God, this sounds just miserable. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. Honestly, as much as I love that country. Um, and I was going to come home anyway. Because, you know, um, basically degree requirements to continue working. So I just like, screw it. 
but the thing was, you know, I left my students there. I let I was actually talking to a recruiter in Busan, which if you guys don't know is like the second biggest city in the country. And it's fucking gorgeous. I think it's I think it's better than Seoul, personally. Um and I actually basically had a girlfriend uh right Ooh, at the last minute. A little Korean honey. Yeah, yeah, she was. So she's uh so Korea has her own little Hawaii called Jeju, and she was from there. You had an Islander Korean girlfriend that you left? Week. basically yeah um and is she gonna come to here her, no oh, it was man. literally the one weekend kind of thing and it wasn't even supposed to happen but she she agreed by the end of the weekend to practice kiss oh. <laughs> only for went practice for, it, purposes it practiced for like eight times and it was like another 30 times after that or so you know uh all right. Nice. all right uh yeah so but i mean i tell you what i'll one thing i want to point out white privilege actually exists in korea oh yeah huh. um i got treated to free food twice in one day by total strangers why like i was well i was at a one the first time was that i was at a cafe at a bus port because i was heading to a, a town called sokcho uh-huh. which is my favorite place because has the best food seafood um and i was just like i bought the sushi that people had ordered and they were sitting there you know it's like oh it's like oh come on eat it and they basically just want me to try everything and talk try to talk to me about a few things and i understand a little enough korean to kind of like get what they're trying to say then I was in Sokcho that night. I was in on the beach. I left my bag over by a tent set up where they do like scuba diving uh, tours and everything. And I went to go grab it when it was getting dark. And I was like kind of awkwardly waving goodbye to these people because, you know, they're right there. And it's like, hey, yeah, come sit down with us. And, you know, we got the grill out. They got the meat, you know, sausage, cool. meat, uh, pineapple, uh, you know, all the sort of Delicious, guys... delicious Korean barbecue just because yeah. of your big American penis. Well done. <laughs> uh, we got to give you the boot. Uh, yeah. But right. um but but good job getting back into the country. That sounds like some like an authoritarian nightmare and like not in the good way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the wrong sort. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I got to hand it to those those cult folk. They were really on to something. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for the update, man. And uh thank welcome you. back. And I hope that you find something better. Uh, I'm I'm still kind of hoping things can open up I can go back there at some point. Well, yeah, sure. If, if if that's where you want to be. Yeah. Thanks, All guys. Right. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll try Isenor again. Isenor, you there? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with uh, Isenor's tech, but I don't think that's going to work out, man. I have nothing. You don't hear anything, do you? Uh-uh. Yeah, I have nothing coming off of him. I'm sorry, Isenor, but perhaps we'll get it figured out another time. I don't know if he's on mobile, but I'll take the opportunity once more to remind everyone, if you have a laptop or a computer available, use that. Mobile... Is very, very sketchy with Discord. It can work, but it is not reliable. So just keep that in mind if you're calling in. Friendly ABM. Mr. or Mrs. Friendly, are you there? Friendly? I can't hear anything. Friendly. Okay. After that is JD. JD, you there? Yeah, what's good? Uh, we are well. What's on your mind? Oh, I uh, was lamenting the fact that uh, the island of La Palma didn't collapse into the Atlantic Ocean and the ensuing tsunami didn't wipe out all the global homo cities all along the east coast of the U.S. Wait, what's this about? Oh, like, the uh, it was like a island of La Palma. Uh, apparently, the volcano over there started to erupt. Oh, okay. 
it, weren't people going to look at this thing? Wasn't it kind of a tourist attraction or am I thinking of something else? No, they, well, that might've been Hawaii, but yeah, there yeah, are maybe. a lot of nice homes over there that are getting destroyed. And mm. uh, I sent you an email. It was like a five minute video of this geologist saying there's a Manhattan sized, like size of rock that collapsed down from 6,000 feet into the Atlantic ocean. Okay. It'd be like a half mile high, yeah, half mile uh, high dome of water that would race out across the Atlantic, pretty much obliterate all the uh, leftist hell holes along the coast. So oh, okay. I, I was, yeah, I didn't understand what the connection to the, uh, to the Globo homos or the Glomos. Glomos. Uh, yeah, I, I prefer Glomo, but either worse. It's, it's. <sighs> So you were hoping for a volcanic eruption to relieve us of the current timeline. That's what you're saying. Yes, correct. All right. That's really evil. Um, you know, it's like it's like wishing that all the people that got the vaccine died in agony. Look, no I do not give would a shit ever do these not people, they, they pulled the same shit with Hurricane Harvey. OK, I'm done with that noise. All right. This was off the coast. <laughs> of, this is off the coast of South Carolina. Is that what you said? No, off the coast of uh, Africa. Oh, why did I why did I think it was Atlantic? Never mind. Um, anyway, wait, wait, wait. Uh, now I'm confused yeah, though. Ahead. What 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 Globo homos are you talking about? If it's off the coast of Africa? Oh, just every they're saying like every city from like Boston to Miami Beach would be inundated with like uh, hundreds like hundred foot waves from this tiny island. That would oh, all the way from there. The I just thought it was off the U.S. coast, but if it erupted all the way on the other side of the Atlantic, it would still cause massive destruction here. Yes, there's. Oh, okay. I sent you. It might be buried in your email somewhere. It's like a little five minute video that it goes through and explains it all. Yeah, sorry for misunderstanding. No, that's fine. I didn't explain it well. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to. I'll try and make it quick, but uh, I emailed a few months ago saying how I uh, like I was coerced by my parents to get in to get this stupid jab and mm-hmm. now I'm totally regretting it. I would not. Advise oh, sorry. Anyone. I said that thing about hoping that you die. I <laughs> no, it's it's warranted at this point uh, because I, I wouldn't advise anyone else get it. Um, What's your parents I deal? Just, I'm sort of regretting the fact that I this I view this sort of like my my struggle session, essentially blonde. You huh. can take all your anger at discord out on me and I might be <laughs> no, opening okay. a whole can of worms here, but maybe the chat can pile on. I just feel like I I need this to quit being a little bitch and move on with my life and just so wait, move when, forward. So all. when you say you're disappointed, is it, it's, it's not because of any adverse effects. It's just because you feel like you didn't firm against gotcha. my, my, I didn't stand firm against my fam again, right. Yeah, against my family, but I felt as if they held all the leverage because they are, helping to support me through we'll see my th- like medical endeavors, my medic career, you know? Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. So there, uh, yeah. this is, and maybe this doesn't fit your case, but I've heard a lot of people who are in your situation and they've made the decision. Okay. In the interest of family integrity, I'm going to make this sacrifice, which if that's right. the decision you make good for you, you've made your evaluation. 
That's not my business as far as I'm concerned. But the only thing I worry for when I've heard this story is, is your family going to show you a similar, a similar gesture or a similar level level of sacrifice for you or toward you? And oftentimes they don't, oftentimes they don't, maybe, maybe in your situation, because there's a support thing going on, maybe they are, I don't know, but, but do you feel like it's a financial incentive? Like, what are you going to do? This is, this is like making late in life decisions for your parents. Like, mom, are you going to give me all of your money or I'm going to put you in a home? Hmm. Like, you can't do that either. Like, this is, this is bullshit leverage. I can't believe anybody's parents would do this to them. They were just going to withhold financial support for your education and career that they had promised you or, or you had to get the vaccine. No, they, they felt like, uh, I am as of right now living under their roof and I see, uh, I, they feel like here's where my, my parents are at. They feel like this thing, it was like synthesized in a lab, but since it's on like company time, uh, you strictly have to go by what the company says. You can't, you know, you can protest when you want when you're off company time, but when you're on company time, it's it's their. Wait, I don't understand. Are, they're are the com- talking about the. They're what's... the company in that. Oh, metaphor, okay. Yeah? It's a well, metaphor. It's a... Uh, okay. Well, my mom works for a hospital. Okay. And I'm working the ER over there, the same hospital. And they didn't make you? The hospital didn't? No. The Is your mom a this nurse? Was back in back in February and my mom Okay. said basically, look, if you're if I'm helping you out in life at this point where you are and you're living under my roof under my roof, it's you gotta you got to go through with this. Your dad's been in now the hospital the last few years due to his own conditions. And yet you basically have to, to go along. And I was afraid that if I pissed them off, I'd be off on my own and I wouldn't have, I'd be roadmapless. I, I wouldn't know where exactly to. So, to so what so, do you wish that you did instead? And if you were to advise either yourself back in February, or maybe someone who's in a similar situation right now, what would you say now? Uh, I would say exhaust all possibilities with trying to convince your parents otherwise and sort of stand firm. Uh, I know with this mandate and all now it's, it's, like you said, it's extremely tough to to just uproot and try and uh, pull a 180 with your life and try and uh, find some other new avenue. Um, but I mm. probably should have held firm and tried to convince them further than what I did. And uh, just FYI, for anyone who does take this thing, uh, what was it? It was a 101, 102 degree fever, a jackhammer migraine, and I threw up twice, and I felt like wow. So you did have like a little bit of garbage uh, for a day. Yeah, you had mm-hmm. some adverse effects. Not it, it didn't alter your life or anything, but you had a bad day. No, or two. I did not shrivel up into like Jack Conti or anything like that. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, not yet. So. 
All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts on this. I'm sorry to, you know, I'm sorry to hear that it's, yeah. you feel like you made the wrong choice retrospectively, but you know, I, I hope that at least from my perspective, I, I don't want anybody to feel bad about, about trying to maintain family integrity. The only thing I worry about when I hear this story repeatedly, uh, even in the case of your family, you wonder, are people broad society? Are they actually after your health or are they after control when they try to force this on you? Yeah. Now, you know, your family better than I do. And everyone else knows their own family better than I do. But I just hope that everyone's family who tries to make these coercive efforts is actually prioritizing family integrity themselves and not prioritizing control as we see everywhere else. I don't know. It, it just makes me worry that those sacrificing in favor of family integrity are not having that same value reciprocated for them. Yeah. I just knowing my, my family, I think they were, uh, I think they, they want what's best for me. They were, uh, sort of left in the dark as to, yeah. as to what this, what this was actually. So I hope, I hope what I, what I managed to say, uh, Gives advice to the people who might be in the same sort sure. of situation. I'm hoping so. Well, thanks for well, sharing the thoughts. I know that. it's Thank I know you. it's not easy to do too. To, to admitting that you were wrong is a it's a hard thing. Some people never yeah. can do it. So yeah, I'm just hopefully I can just move out from 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 here and and make my way and start having some autonomy. Sure. If that's if that's what you want, then make it happen, man. And all the yep, best. Totally appreciate right. it. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, let's see if we can get a few more. Man, parents the... are really dropping the ball. Yeah, I've heard different iterations of that story um, over and what over again. What about that sad and, Asian that calls in whose parents uh, made him? Uh, yeah, yes, that's another similar one. Poor guy. And yeah, it just it just bums me out that it doesn't bum me out that people view family cohesion as a high value. It it has to be, and it must be, and that's a good thing. But it is a two way street. And you shouldn't, you can't allow your family to, to boss you around in every aspect of your life either. Right. And yeah. I've, I've talked to my parents about this. It's like, if they had a similar position where they said, um, you have to be vaccinated to do X, Y, or Z, or if I reversed it on them and said, um, if you yeah. want to see your grandchild, you will be vaccinated. What sort of, uh animosity that would introduce into the relationship oh my gosh i can't i can't even imagine mm. i even let them see their grandson without a mask which was the against the advice of the pediatrician i consulted at the hospital what <laughs> they said that to you the pediatrician in the trans flag pin said i advise she didn't tell us she didn't it wasn't a directive she said i advise Anyone outside of you guys who handles your baby wear a mask, but not even for coronavirus, because now that we've unmasked, all the typical things that infect children are now running rampant. This is what she said. You know, all those weird. What's that respiratory virus that kids frequently get? I don't know. Babies get sick all the time. Yeah. She she recommended that anyone outside of us who handles the baby wears a mask. You know, the average child and this is breastfed children. They get sick every eight weeks until they're toddlers and then they he like never get sick. He already had some kind of sniffles when I was sick last week. I think we both yeah. had the same thing. And guess what? Totally fine. People need to not be worried about this. I met this Russian girl and she was telling me about how her kid was sick. And I was like, well, what did he have? And she was like, I don't know. He just, he got snot. That's, yeah. she, she was just calling every virus snot. I was but like, nobody that's just more gets, of that. Yeah. Nobody just gets regular <laughs> sick anymore. I know. That's not a thing. 
You're like, oh, I just have a stuffy nose. Like, what is it? Where'd yeah. you get it? Who gave oh, it to you? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a sign of the apocalypse pending. <laughs> friendly, Hello? you there? I still got nothing coming off of friendly. All right, friendly. Um, if you can hear me, we're probably gonna have to ta- try again another time. I'm sorry about that, but I have nothing coming. Oh, off is your this mic. the one that we we tried once? About. Drift Rock, Drift Rock is up next. You there, Drift Rock? Okay. All right. I don't know what's going on tech wise tonight. And or actually, every night. I have nobody to talk to. <laughs> so what are you doing? Well, uh, he had has a this dangerous... ever happened before? Um rarely i think um let's try to get squiggles in here and just see what happens mr squiggly so you there yep all right sorry to bring you in so abruptly but we don't have anybody else because we're having tech problems with the others so what's on your mind i can't hear him all right so i'm listening to the stream at the same time it's oh yeah oh yeah just just mute the stream and then you're good to go yeah i just did cool what's on your mind all right well i've got like couple of topics we could talk about but uh probably the 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 first one is kind of a conundrum i'm in i have the opportunity to get a government job that has perks and benefits but uh uh, uh, and my wife could go part-time and then we could homeschool the kids and it would nice you know lead to a whole lot of goodness there but you know i have a bit of a quandary with working a government job okay i don't know can i ask you what sector uh well it would i work in hvac right now uh, and it would be for i'm not entirely sure if it would be a federal or state it's like at a national guard facility Hmm. but uh you know it, it You'd be like their HVAC guy or you're doing like contract work or what's the nature of, are you a, you're an actual government employee HVAC. I would be doing HVAC for the, the, the facility. And it it would be, you know, I would be a a government employee. I would get put on. I feel like it's fine. Okay. On the one hand, uh, you're going to lose a little bit of your autonomy, but on the other hand, government employees are treated really well. And I feel like, People should just try to exploit all avenues for making the maximum amount of money and improving their family's quality of life while they can. I'm inclined yeah. to. Sorry, did you, if you have thoughts, go ahead. Well, I was just about to agree. The, I, I'm. I don't think that there's a lot wrong with accepting that job, um, provided It'd be so that, good for your family and for your kids. I think fundamentally, it's a man's job to provide for his family as well as he can. Now, there are limitations to that. If you, you, there are certain things you wouldn't do morally to provide your family with money. But in this one, I, I just don't see a lot of morals or principles being violated. Is the only principle just that you, in general, don't want to work for government, or is there something else at stake? <laughs> yeah. Well, Which, by the way, like, is fine. I, I don't either, but I, you know, just want to clarify. Yeah, it's, it's just sort of a general, because uh, I, I am mostly, you know, for small government, don't mm-hmm. like a lot of government spending, but it would be, you know, an opportunity for me to to go in and do my little part to either make make the system work as efficiently as I could. Or it would put me in a position to sabotage everything and burn it all <laughs> to the ground. Hey, uh, that's good too. I don't know. I so, say take it. Well, do here, what's best for your family that doesn't 
degree, and it's HVAC. It's not like you're working for the fucking right. And, and IRS I guess, or something. Yeah, I'm if not going to be knocking on anybody's doors. Yeah, so. yeah. If you want to get as principled as possible, like to me, military facilities are are. I don't necessarily have a problem with that as a function of of state government. If you were yeah. talking about, well, I could take a job as like a guy who shuts down businesses in New York City for Bill de Blasio. And I am horribly morally opposed to that, but it will provide my family with a great living. I just, in this case, it sounds like, a, as far as I'm concerned, a legitimate government purpose and something that, as far as government waste or inefficiency, I don't think HVAC guy for the barracks of the uh, of the National Guard is yeah, going to be... Yeah, I mean, be... obviously, don't comply with any vaccine mandates. Well, I've already gotten the vaccine. No! I did that of my free will. Blonde okay, hates fine. you. And, and you're going to be dead or any, any two mandates, years. Uh, could be passed here in Virginia, yeah. Stan. Um, <sighs> but uh, anyhow, that's that's that was the main no, thing. Uh, yeah, I I don't think that it's I don't I don't see a lot of moral problems problem here that, for you. No. Um, but that's just me. What what do you uh, do? You have the job offer, or is this just hypothetical something you'd apply for? It's it is a strong possibility that I get it. I talked with a guy and he really liked me and he seemed like a pretty cool guy. Um, uh, yeah, uh, just... principles are important. There are a lot of things I wouldn't do for money. That said, um, there are a lot of things I would do to make sure that my family is safe and secure and prosperous. And uh, I, and I you wouldn't do anything for love. <laughs> the chat will confirm. Uh, yeah, meatloaf will confirm, too. But I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that you're breaching any kind of uh, moral no, or, or agree, principle yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that was kind of the way I was leaning, but you know, figured I'd ask strangers on the internet their opinions. Yeah. Which, of <laughs> course, we're the only ones that matter. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, we don't uh, like to... a couple. Oh, couple go ahead. Parting sorry. words. Uh, a, a recent father myself of twins. Congrats. Oh, um, cool. If you want any pictures or videos, I'm feel free to message me and I'll send them to you. Um, but as far as like, uh, just little, little things I've learned, don't sweat milestones. Um, and we found these amazing pillows that we ordered, I believe off of Amazon, but they uh-huh. hold the bottle for the babies. Oh. And it, we found that it trained, trained them to actually hold their own bottles. So now uh-huh. they're only I'm interested. They're only maybe a year old, and they're already grabbing bottles and bringing them to their own face, and it's really helped with uh-huh. their. Will with you their, email like, that to bringing me? Bringing stuff to their face, which is good or bad, depending on how you want to look. Will at you it. email me that product? I'd like to see it. Uh, yeah, if I can, if I can find it. Um, okay. I'll uh, I'll definitely order it. My wife ordered them at like two a.m. when they were crying one night. Yeah. Um, I, I, do you have more kids or just the twins? Uh, just the twins at the moment, but yeah. if another reason, uh, if I get this job, uh, we're probably going to have more. Yeah. Well, uh, um, well because well, I'm impressed, man. One is more than enough for us right now. If we had double duty, it'd be, it'd be rough. So Oof, congrats yeah. on the kids. And, and uh, I'm impressed that you've been able to manage thus far. Yeah, it's not so bad. It, it, as long as you have, you have family to rely on. Her folks are, are, are real good and they, they watch them while we, you know, while we are at work. Excellent. Wow, uh, that's so helpful. The week and we, the way we've scheduled it, it, you know, you just it's work, but it it's real, it's fulfilling. It's it's all right. Yeah, it's good. Yep. Well, congrats uh, and yeah. thank you for the call. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. All right. Um, we do have one more caller. 
Oh, uh, before we get the next. So my t- my dad just texted me. Get this. He had to go to the hospital for some unrelated thing this morning, and yeah. he tested positive for COVID. The PCR test. So he has active virus allegedly. No, there's no fucking way he has active virus. <laughs> it must have been a false positive. And so, what does that mean? Do they uh, do they put him in some kind of uh, ultra isolation at the hospital, or what do they know. do? I'll ask him when I go downstairs. Hmm. Uh, Drift Rock, you there? Okay, I still got nothing coming off of Drift Rock, so we'll probably have to try another time. But last call, we'll go to Zinc here. Zinc, you there? Hello, how are you guys doing? We are well. What's on your mind? All right, so I'm going to give you guys a choice. We can either do a pleasant civil search for mutual understanding regarding our disagreement on immigration policy or Hmm. a question regarding justice when reconciling instances of fraud. I think we just lost Blonde, maybe? Oh, yeah. What the hell? What happened, Blonde? I can't hear him. You're not in the live room. You're not in Discord. What? Yeah. I'm in the live room. I'm lighting up. I see myself. Not on my end. Yeah, or mine. It's fine on my end. Can't, but you can't hear Zinc. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. What? Oh, hey. Now you're now you're in there. Okay. So the choices were a a well. Uh, a pleasant- to be honest, we're my. I'm a little worried about the time on immigration because we are a little bit up against the clock here. So while I do appreciate the invitation and think it might be fun, I also worry that might be a 10, 15 minute conversation. What? What the crap? You, what's the second one? Uh, a, a question regarding justice when reconciling instances of fraud. Let's do that. Okay. All right. So I'm going to try and make this as fast as I can. I was reading about Bernie Madoff's Ponzi scheme today and found that he slower, slower. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, sorry. I was reading about Bernie Madoff's Ponzi scheme that he, uh, you know, you know Bernie Madoff. Yeah. Um, and found that he defrauded people for around 65 billion. Okay. Of that, the IRS recovered around 14 billion. Mm -hmm. So that got me thinking about what the what's the most way, most just way to distribute those funds. There were normal everyday people who invested their life savings in his funds, people saving for retirement, and on the other hand, there were hedge fund managers, celebrities, and other elites. Um. Ah. So since the difference between one million dollars and two hundred thousand dollars is the difference between retirement or not, um. But in terms of quality of life, there's not a massive difference between 25 million and 5 million. Um, I'm not in favor of using the word like need as a means of distributing resources, but it just wouldn't sit right with me uh, to tell a hardworking person close to retirement that they won't ever get to retire while giving Steven Spielberg uh, millions of dollars back. Yeah. So my, my question is this. Would it be most just to distribute funds, how we say in finance, peri pursue, meaning everyone gets back 20% of the funds they invested, no matter how much they had invested? Or should the people whose livelihoods were ruined, stories of people who invested their life savings that had it completely wiped away, receive a disproportionate share of those returned funds in comparison to the elites who were invested elsewhere? I mean, you know, the, the person that uh, values fairness in me would say the latter, but it has to be the former because they, the people that invested most of their life savings took uh, – a disproportionate risk in their investment. And I know he misled investors, but still there's an element of buyer beware that can't be overlooked. Yeah. I would, I would say the, uh, the, the equal portion of the amount invested. Um, and I, and I understand that money might mean different things to different people, but to the extent that their rights were equally violated, the correction of that, the justice in that case should be equally, uh, equally distributed, but, but as a proportion of the money that was put in. So, However, that like, what is somebody out. doing putting their retirement, their, their entire uh, retirement account in with an investor who's claiming that they're going to put like they're, they're going to get 20 percent year over year returns or some shit? What, what, yeah, what were they thinking? That, 
Yeah, I suppose there is that buyer beware. But then on the other hand, and, and like I said, I mean, this would lend itself, I feel like if you go with the opposite argument that we should give people who lost more, like, you know, if someone getting back $200,000 versus a million and retirement, retiring or not, that that would lend itself to we should tax the rich more, which I would not be in favor for personally. Right. So what, what's your, just so I'm clear, what's your preference on how to how to distribute that money? I think philosophically, I would have to go with Perry Pursue that you just mm. 20% everyone. Mm-hmm. I, whether if I were in that position, it's like, you know, I zinc am, you know, president or whatever. For, I'm all powerful for a day. I get to decide personally and my say goes. I don't know because I don't yeah. know how I would feel about giving Steven Spielberg millions of dollars and then turning around. And when he has so much going from home already and, you know, he, he's never going to be hurting for money. And then turning around and telling hardworking Americans that we're just like, you know, a plumber or something. Yeah, but it's, it, I mean, retire. it's the same, like not hurting for money is not an argument about morality or justice, though. I could go right. break into Steven Spielberg's house and steal a TV and he's not hurting for money, but it doesn't mean that what I did to him was right. Exactly. It doesn't mean that he's not entitled to justice uh, to compensate for, for what I did to him. You know? Like, I guess, I guess I, the point you made, I agree with that if I were to make an argument that we ought to decide who need what the fairest share for each, each person is that's the same sort of argument that we want to decide uh well everybody should be taxed at different rates that we deem fair subjectively arbitrarily um, i'm not really comfortable with that distinction either yeah and then uh, everybody wants to talk about barry madoff um bernie madoff like uh the consumer had had no autonomy like they ma- they didn't make any financial decisions on their own they knew that they were making something of a risky investment, right? I mean, he had a lot of credibility on the street because he avoided some pump and dump scheme like the prior decade that wiped out a bunch of really corrupt um, financiers. But uh, just really, they were they were going to bet their entire retirement on the credibility of, of one dude in his hedge fund. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of feel like that's on them. A fool in his money and such. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like we're in agreement on this, so I won't take up too much of you guys' yeah. time since I know you guys are Thanks for the thoughts. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Yeah, appreciate it. Maybe we will talk yeah, immigration it. next time. Yeah, yeah, next time for sure. Take All right, easy, thank guys. you, man. God, I get so dumb around this time. I barely <laughs> got that sentence out. I thought um, at least one person was going to take the, it should be decided based on what we think is fair to the, I don't know, what, to the downtrodden. Yeah. Uh, just like what the arbiter of justice in that case thinks. Yeah. Well, okay. Then we shouldn't we shouldn't give back any of the money, and the fourteen billion dollars should be distributed to uh, people that have to pay tons of money in taxes that own businesses. It should all go to the Unrelated George people. Floyd Memorial Fund, obviously. <laughs> no, right. That's where it should go. Uh, Interesting thing to think about, though. I wasn't aware of how that math worked out. So. Good, uh, good topic. All right. We're going to get through uh, the email questions here as a reminder. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, you can send us an email question. The one and only place to do that is through the call in show question form on the website, macrosystemmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question form and we will respond to those at the end of the stream each week as we will right now. Is it Jovan or Hovan? 066. I don't know. Let's go with Hovan. Hey, gang. First time caller ish. Uh, what do you do to recharge your mental and emotional faculties and avoid falling into despair? If you don't have any, <laughs> please find some. I find unplugging for a day or so and spending time with family is a great starting point. Remember, 
uh, despair is a weapon uh, is the weapon of the enemy. I think that that's that's definitely true, and it's a real struggle for me not to um, not to fall into despair. Yeah, I have a kind of a depressive. I don't know. I've always had a kind of a depressive attitude. Um, the only thing that truly makes me feel better right now, uh, my daughter and my husband, and then uh, cooking. Just yes, cooking, well, cooking. A, so much. a household in order. I think yes, that's my true house for- has never been cleaner, and I cook like a gourmet meal every day. My ass looks terrible. <laughs> uh, but, you know. I, obviously i find a lot of fulfillment in the same and i can't wait i'm only a month into this but you know, i can't wait for a little uh backyard baseball or something that's yeah. gonna but i have my own things that take my mind off this we we talk about this frequently i find um I, I, for me personally and i think for most people good old-fashioned endorphin rush will cure mm. a lot so whatever act- physical activity you find enjoyable do that um, and just just time away from it. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I try not to be in such a rush. I know um, frequently people will email me or ask me, hey, I wish um, you'd make more material. You know, I put out like two videos a week. We do the streams and I could like it's possible that I could do I could try for daily. I really could. But I know that my state of mind would suffer if I immersed myself into this arena all the time with no escape. Yeah. And I know oh, that yeah, totally. by, by extension, my ability to talk about this stuff would suffer. So I just think the product would suffer if I wasn't able to step aside and do all the other things I need to do and just. It's the doom scrolling, you know, I limit myself yeah. to an hour and a half a day of current events. And that's. that's I, I'm definitely I'm I li- I'm listening to podcasts. I'm looking at the news like I, I'm definitely keeping up probably. Yeah, I'm certainly more than that. But but as far as like. As for, uh, I, I have to have other things. I think everybody does. You have to have things that, that take your mind off this stuff. And it's no one thing for me. I find being uh, out in nature to be really effective. I find physical activity to be really effective. I play less video games now than I have in the last 10 years of my life. But yeah. even that, just like turning off my brain. Trouble is everything's politicized there too. I still haven't finished my Viking game, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You know, I, I'm, intro- I'm into like all the Norse mythology and stuff. But, you know, you got black chick Vikings running around in that game. Like, what the hell is this? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. They got Viking helmets with afros coming out of it. Just like they had black chick Nazis in Call of Duty X amount of, like, three, year, three years ago. Well, you at least that's that's fair. German helmets with afros poking out of them. You know, video games are kind of common. Do they want diversity in that way? What is in that game? They actually took out the swastika. Like the the, the German army did not have swastikas; they only had an iron cross. That's obscene. So it was a very inclusive German army that they accomplished. Anyway, yeah, uh, you have to have your time away to answer the question. Um, this is no name. When do you think it's time to wear the Hawaiian shirt? I'm from Canada. They're thinking about confiscating all pistols and already implemented vaccine passports and an AR-15 ban looking at Australia. I wonder, theoretically, when is violence justified? I mean, I think violence is justified when, um, when, oh man, maybe this is a sky question. What what are you taking? In defense of your rights, specifically when they're committing or threatening violence against you, which in many cases they are right now. Um, I think that uh, I, I'm certainly not advocating that we need to take up arms right now and commit some sort of offensive, Susan. But I do think, as we as we referenced earlier, I think what has to start happening is we have to we have to 
come together in similar minded communities and we have to start making them own up to some of their rhetoric. Okay. You say you're going to force us to do X, Y, and Z do it, come here and force us to do it. And if they do, then they're the ones initiating the force and the aggression. And you have to be prepared to to defend yourself in that case. But, uh, we are past the point of people's fundamental rights being violated with certain forms of physical coercion that you can certainly qualify as violence if you want to. Uh, I don't think that we've initiated it in any way. So, right, I know. Um, was it Solzhenitsyn? I don't remember who said this, but uh, that all the signs were there. That it was that it was very obvious what was what was going to happen if we only had had risen up when yeah. we when we saw these things but we kept incrementally giving up yeah giving up our well, rights and i think that we're witnessing that too i mean to, to think that the government's just going to going to stop is uh incredibly foolish and so we, we do need to be careful about if if somebody for example um decide to take matters into their own hands and they become violent towards somebody in the federal government they'll be made a, a, an example of you know in, oh, a, yeah, in of a course. horrible, horrible way. Yeah. So I think people need to be very careful about what they do, how they do it. Well, the, and that's especially why you need to surround yourself in a like-minded community. We can talk about when you're actually justified in responding to force with force. Yeah. But if if we're serious about saying, no, we're not doing that. And if if I'm serious about saying, you got... You guys have to come here and force us to do that stuff. Doing that individually is a near impossibility. You have to have a community of like-minded people who are willing to stand together as a collective force to defend themselves. It's not going to happen with one guy, no matter how many awesome guns you have or whatever you have. It's not going to be you in your house. um, If they decide to give you the Waco or the Ruby Ridge treatment, you have to surround yourself with people who are of similar mind and are prepared to defend themselves. Yeah. And and I think that's probably how this plays out. Move away from them and tell them to come and get you. That's that's the strategy that I think is wisest, but also oh, I thought that Susan, was the username for the next person. I was like, wow, wow that's really um, that's really something. Oh. I think it's the most moral too. I in no yeah. way am I trying to attack people. I don't want anything to do with this. I want to be left alone. Trouble is they won't. So I'm trying to strategize about how we can come together to defend ourselves to be left alone. Yeah, yeah. That's I all. mean that's never going to happen. You're going to have to let go of that at some point. Um, well, you just get, you get enough friends and enough preparedness and you have a better shot. I mean, you have to, to force people to leave you alone. I know. There's it's a not great irony in that. I, yeah. I, yeah. There is a great irony in that. But that's, yeah, I that's, don't want it to be this way. That's what I'm getting at is you have to dare them. Like, okay, you say you're going to come force us to do all this stuff. Do it. Try it. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Until they... Yeah. Right now, they're doing all this cutesy stuff with vaccine mandates and trying to take away your livelihood. It's not that those things are right, or that they're not morally wrong. They are morally wrong, but there's something different than physically coercing you, as in trying to put you in shackles or trying to handcuff you or whatever else. Um, when they start talking about all this crazy stuff, yeah, do it. Come and get me. Do it. Yeah, come and physically get me. Physically only do me. that if you're armed. Yeah. Uh, Eva Viva. I have a question on hero worship. Oh, that reminds me. We're going to have to issue some kind of retraction next week about the Alex Jones story because apparently Viva Fry made a video. Hmm. He delivered so, so much of the um, the requested discovery material. Okay. Alex Jones. Hmm. I, we're going to have to talk about it. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it after I watched this video. So he basically did nothing nothing wrong. He wasn't resisting discovery at all. So I was how did it get characterized this. that way? 
Maybe, maybe you know, Viva. I know. I think Robert judge. Barnes talked about it too. Maybe they could explain it to us. Because clearly yeah. what's being printed about it is not accurate if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, so I was totally wrong. I bought into that media narrative and now I feel like a fucking idiot. Thank you, audience. Uh, Eva Viva, I have a question on hero worship. Isn't it all right to admire virtues like courage or intelligence without putting that person through a purity test? When you look at George Washington, no one thinks I want to be a slave owner like like him. But you do think I want to be wise and courageous. When we tear down all our statues, what virtues will be left to aspire to? I mean, I think that that's exactly what we have to do. Um, the the former to to pick and choose what qualities we find admirable in um, historical characters. You know, yeah, we, we we're not going to like everything about every about every person. And I don't uh, think and, I don't think statues ever implied that that oh everything this guy ever did was perfectly done. Exactly. No, he yeah. had kind of a defining moment or a defining characteristic that we recognize and and aspire to. Um, yeah, yeah. I do think we have to have a different standard for present political figures in particular. Like we have to keep them to a different, a different, more modern standard. Uh, uh, what? Okay, so you're saying things. look at like current political leaders different than say a statue of George Washington. Well, when I look at George Washington, you know, I can't, um, I can't conceptualize all of the historical context that will give me like a. Uh, a really good view of who he was as an individual and as a person. Cause I didn't live in that time period. I can read about it, but you know, history is distorted, but modern political figures, I, I have to be like, listen, uh, I'm issuing some kind of purity test on like transgender kids on mm. immigration uh, on certain things. They have to be held to a, to a different kind of standard on certain things. Hmm. Okay. I suppose that's fair. Um, but to the question, isn't it all right to admire virtues like courage or intelligence without oh, yeah, putting course, that person? Yeah. yeah, it's that's what I would advocate. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm fully on board with uh, what he's saying. Um, Just call me T says, hey, dudes, uh, what do you think about finding purpose and meaning when you can't even raise a dog, let alone a family? It's rough out here. Well, I guess I, I'm not clear. Why can't you? Because yeah. these days that might mean I have a personal inability to do it. It might mean. I'm banned from buying dogs because I'm unvaccinated or some really, I'm banned yeah. from adopting a dog because yeah. I'm unvaccinated. Cause you're Michael Vick also. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Well that might maybe, maybe some, maybe a light touch of regulation might be okay. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it, is if it's out of laziness, then, you know, just get your shit together, dude. Yeah. I'd have um, to know more about why. I know that dating is difficult right now, but uh, everybody's just going to have to adapt. Everyone's going to have to adapt. We did. We managed to find spouses that are fine. You that just, are great. I just, <laughs> <not> just <laughs> we have great spouses. So. I was going to say, I, I love my wife. She's she's great. Yeah, uh, I love my husband too. You know, but like we we adapted to a very difficult dating uh, culture, and yeah. and we managed to to end up in good, happy marriages with children. So, and I, I know, time. and yeah, I know the situation I, I went through my trials trying to find my wife and the philosophy yeah. at the time and blonde and I would always say, well, all it takes is one. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one. We're going to find the one. All it takes is one. This one's not it, but yeah. the one is out there and all I got to do is find her and then I'm done. And that is the way that it worked out. So I know it gets really discouraging, but when you, when you treat it, the other philosophy I tried to um, put into finding that person or building purpose is to treat it like a job. I used to, it is like a job. Yeah. You have to actively participate every single day. 
and yeah. you have to be willing to endure the failures that go along with finding things that are wrong or going down the wrong path. You treat it like a job until you achieve the objective. And, and you have once, to harden yourself to rejection, too. That's yeah. Lucky. But it, when I was younger, I used to think, oh, the the right thing's going to come for me. I just got to wait for that. And, you know, my, then the it'll just uh, it'll it'll appear one day. It really doesn't. You yeah. you have to decide. And I don't know for the questioner, but you're going to have to decide what purpose looks like for you. And I think for the vast majority of people, that is of some sort of family arrangement. It certainly was for me. And if you if that's what you're looking for, then you're going to have to treat it like a job and treat every day as an opportunity in pursuit of that job. And eventually it will work out. It will. You, you, it, you've got to endure a lot of garbage to get there, but it does work out if you take it as seriously as anything else in your life. And everybody faces rejection in the dating scene. Yeah. I was getting dumped like left, right and sideways. And the other the other way I was able to find purpose in it is taking care of myself in pursuit of that. Yes. Um, Try to build the best version of yourself that you can Uh, take care of yourself. Go to the gym. Eat well. All of that. Make yourself the most attractive spouse that you could possibly be. And that's going to help you as well. Yeah. Easier said than done. But, you, you know, I've dated some incredibly ugly, short, bald, fat, funny guys the comedy makes up for it huh it it truly does um mcmonahan godspeed greetings fellow non-feds what would you consider <laughs> to be the greatest triumph of good over evil in all of human huh. history Ooh, what lessons could we learn from it Ooh, i'm not prepared to answer this question well the greatest is a tough way to phrase that I don't know if it's the greatest, but I do. Obviously, I look with a lot of admiration at the American Revolution. Not only the reason that it happened, um, the the philosophy behind it, the acknowledgement of natural rights, but the courage to stand up against a tyrannical force that threatened them. Mm. And I really think that the American Revolution uh, was a, a an excellent embodiment of that combination of of moral truth, but courage to act in pursuit of it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, frankly, I think both of those things are lacking these days, moral truth and courage to act on its behalf. I don't know if it's the greatest triumph ever. Um, but I think it was certainly a, 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 a triumph of moral good. That was okay. I can of get behind that. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I wish we would have, uh, done something with it with this triumph, with this moral triumph. Now both of our countries are screwed. I think we had a pretty good run, but it's certainly been perverted. Yeah, it's, it's heading it's heading the wrong way, but um you're sure. All right? Yeah. But you are you are you punting on that one? Oh, I mean I would say the the revolution too. However, wow. I wish we had, you know, persevered in any kind of meaningful way and created a culture that was going to withstand I, the the tyranny of um outside influences I thought you were and we haven't been able the, uh, to do that so what's the point i thought you were gonna say the annexation of poland was maybe the, the greatest triumph. <laughs> listen okay i'm trying to not answer that. <laughs> I, I truly don't know how to answer that i mean all right if, if if it is truly a great triumph of good over evil then shouldn't that culture be pure shouldn't it be more moral shouldn't it persevere in, in a meaningful way like so, I well, agree yeah. with you. But we had a, up until like eighteen thirty-five. 
Well, that's even that. That's a 50, 60 year run, you know? Okay, great. All right. All right. Uh, Bobby Collins says Viva Fry shared an experience where he chose to comply with vaccine ID rather than disappoint his children by leaving a bowling alley on principle. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Blonde once said she would refuse to wear masks in public, but then chose to wear one in an airplane rather than drive long distances with her child. As these instances relate to the Jack Murphy, Tim pool debate, I find myself agreeing with Tim on this issue. After listening to Fry, uh, I find his argument reasonable as well. How do you view this topic? Should you sacrifice everything to your principles or is it, is the occasional acquiescence justified unrelated question? How do I nominate movies for the review segment? Um, You can sign up for the chance to be the nominator at the end of each movie review. You'll find that form as far as the debate, difficult question. As far as the debate, I'm not sure what the Jack Murphy, Tim pool debate is because I haven't, I haven't seen it, but if, if the question is just how much are you willing to sacrifice to, say preserve for, uh, to to provide for your family or in pursuit of other instances i don't know that there's any uh there's no uni- uniform or universal rule on that that that's a question that every individual has to assess has for to, themselves yeah, for but themselves. for me um as we've talked about before we've talked about taking the vaccine if you're a father who has to provide for your family and they're threatening you with X, Y, and Z, and maybe you take the vaccine as a means to provide for your family for myself, I'll stand on principle on a lot of things um, up to probably a self-defeating extent. I'm willing to put myself on the line for matters of principle. I think uh, maybe to a, to an absolute degree, but when you start talking about my ability to provide for my family, I, I don't know that yeah. I have a higher job or purpose as a husband or father than to make sure that my wife and my son are provided for well. And if if you pit something against that priority, that's what I have to start seriously considering. What principle am I serving? Yeah, and, that's and true. There are, I suppose there are things of higher value. Man, I don't know. Um like the truth itself is the truth itself higher than your obligations as a husband or father. How do you prioritize these things? I, I mean, I think so. I mean, we well, talked if that's about it the before, case, then why uh, should I submit to falsehood even if it provides for my family to do it? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a decision that we all have to make. And hmm. that's, that's why we always get in that vaccine debate. Um, the, the thing about the mask, the masking on planes, uh, it's very important to me that I maintain a good relationship with my brother. It's just, it's very important that I see him and his family. And I told myself like, I will only fly to see him and there will be no situation where I mask my child and I'm not going to get the vaccine to see him. Um, and I, I also, last time I, I flew through Spokane to Denver, I didn't wear a mask at all, mm-hmm. not at all. And people would just tell me to put it on and I'd be like, Okay. And you just and walk then I away. I just wouldn't do it. And I just walk <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of got into this mentality like, all right, I'll acquiesce nominally, yeah. but then be subversive about it. Yeah. Well, I can. And, and what I like about that is you have set your own lines. And I think everybody yeah. needs to do this. We've talked about this before because even for me, when I talk about how important it is to provide as a husband and a father, there are things I would not do to do that. I'm not going right. to become a hitman. I'm not going to kill people yeah, to provide exactly. for my. Yeah for my wife and kid, because there's a higher moral truth there. So what you have to do, 
it's perfectly plenty of people out there have made their own evaluations that I don't want the vaccine, but it's more important to me to provide for my kids. So I'm going to do it. If that's if that's for you, that's fine. But that line, the lines that you've drawn, they need to be written out because otherwise we are just we're people with no principles, no lines being pushed around perpetually forever. Right. Everybody's got to have their own personal line. It has to be defended. I don't you know, it's hard for me to tell you what your line should be. You need to draw this line and stand to it. You need to have a line, though. And that's true. Yeah, It might be difficult to define, but but everybody's got to do that. Otherwise, we're getting pushed around forever. Anyway, uh, Sistine Chapel, 69. Is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Something that, uh, that doesn't say well. Uh, hey, Matt and Blonde. How has having a kid changed your perspective on life? My two girls gave me a major white pill on the outlook of life. Also, Matt, does Calvin need a girlfriend? My <laughs> daughter was born four days before him, so they should totally hang out and have a great night, you guys. Um, wow, having having kids has changed everything for me because it doesn't matter how sad I am or how worried I am about what's going on in the world. Like, I still have to change diapers and give baths and be there, you know, breastfeed and be there for my, my daughter. Like I, I just have to. So the duty became, um, more of a focal point in my life than the possibility of things going wrong in the future, because all this stuff needs to be done now. <laughs> it just has to be done. It has to be done today it has to be done this very moment. Um, and, and so it gave a lot of structure to my life and I have a, a moral obligation to resist despair um, for my daughter. I do. Hmm. I, because the most important thing in the world to me is that she grows up to be a fully functional individual with the skills to, um, to be able to survive in, in the world that is bearing down on us now. And only I and my husband were the only, literally the only people that can do this for her. Yeah. So it's, it's an, a tremendous responsibility and a duty that I take really seriously. And, and that has, restructured my life and made it much more important. Yeah. Uh, the, the major changes in my life, I think are, I think are yet to come because he is, he is a blob right now that eats and poops oh. and cries. You know, he, his character elements are starting, but they're not, they're not developed just yet. But what I can tell and what I know I'm going to appreciate and I already do is, um, now that he's a month old, his eyes are much more active and you can see <laughs> yeah. him, kind of trying to interpret things around or focus on certain things. And I just know that rediscovering the world immediately around you through a child's curious eyes is going to be awesome. It's crazy. He doesn't it's know so about all this bullshit. Uh, he doesn't know who Joe Biden is. He doesn't know. Yeah. Um, he doesn't know that there are, you know, people who want to pump him full of hormones. If he likes the color pink or something, it doesn't matter. All he knows is, whoa, if I go outside, there's a dad, check it out. There's a cool bug out there. Or there's something yeah. I haven't seen before. I can't wait for that because it's yet another reminder that your world immediately around you within feet of you is the most important thing to focus on first. Everything else, it may matter. It may come for you. It, there are risks and dangers, but but your immediate surroundings are the most important things to focus on to build a quality life. So, And that's so true because you, you have to do that before you can instill any of the important stuff that's going yeah. to uh, harden them against the outside world. Yeah. So like playing with the bugs is is the most important thing that you can do that day. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, bike, uh, we're, man, we're already at nine o'clock. So we'll, we'll, let's uh, see if we can be brief with the rest of these appreciate your patience guys but uh, bike burner 69 says with bezos sending 90 year old captain kirk to space 
uh, is who, uh, what's his face going to space? Really? What's, what's the guy's name? Um, Shatner. I almost said Shatner. Martin Selner. William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, Shatner. It's going to space, I guess. It drives me home. Uh, it drives home the fact that corporations and wealthy elites are looking to the stars. Say they reach a planet and claim it as their property to use the resources for profit. Is it right to allow a corporation or individual to control entire planets just because they sold a bunch of shit on Earth? Interesting. Uh, so if you... I, I guess in this hypothetical, I'd have to grant the premise that say they claim Mars as their property, the entire planet. Well, I mean, of course it would be, it would be theirs. The thing about, well, isn't, I'd have to refresh myself on theory of labor topics, but in general, property is supposed to be worked, right? Like just cause I walk it, let's say that I discovered an, undiscovered piece of land some in the somewhere in the wilderness that actually no one had a legal stake to let's say hypothetically if just because i was there first doesn't actually make it my property it would become right. my property if i actually worked the land and if built you something the, if you lived it. there yeah so yeah. i suppose if they had an active operation on all of mars if they've moved to mars then mars is theirs that's what i would say yeah yeah they can't just plant a flag and say that it's okay. theirs yeah I, i'm with you yeah so that's probably I, I, to me, it's not a question of whether they're a corporation or whether they're really rich or whatever. It's just uh, what what in fact constitutes property. It, it's, there's a labor component to property, generally speaking. Yeah, I agree. So uh, if they're doing that, then I guess I don't have a big a big problem with it. I just don't know that they're going to apply their labor to the entire planet. Maybe they will. But it's uninhabited, so it's theirs until somebody else gets there and then they can sort it out. Hmm. Um, Dagalicious. Hey, Matt. There's been a lot of conversation on the show recently regarding the traits that make a good man. Greek, Roman, and Christian philosophers have often pointed to our four cardinal virtues of wisdom, justice, fortitude, and temperance as the essential qualities of a complete person. In your opinion, are these combined attitudes a good indicator of a well-rounded person, or do you think there's room for a fifth or sixth cardinal virtue? Uh, those I are, I think those are pretty good combination. When I was asked about this just off the top of my head, I think I had said something like strength plus some form of wisdom, knowing, knowing how to apply the strength, which is well, addressed. Fortitude. Yeah. That, that's really what's addressed here. Uh, just, um, what's the difference between wisdom and temperance in this? Do you know? Mm, I don't is temperance just kind of like reservedness or what, what, what does that mean in this context? It's a, it's a moderation. I hope I'm right about this. It's a moderation of um, like, like impulses and vice. Gotcha. Okay. An attraction to vice. Yeah. Which does require a certain amount of wisdom, I suppose, but self-control basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, I should look this up. Hold on before. Yeah. Uh, moderation think... and action, thought or feeling using restraint. Yeah. Um, I, no, I'm, I'm, I can't think of anything that I would automatically add to this other than, um, I guess maybe some sort of intelligence or reason component component, if that's different from wisdom, it's not, I mean, if that, if wisdom is kind of an all encompassing intelligence term, then that's fine with me. But if wisdom is more like philosophical value based thought, and intelligence is, say, ability to pick up a concept quickly and develop a new skill. I don't think I don't an intelligence is a virtue either. It's not something you can yeah. cultivate. 
Well, I suppose it, 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 I suppose maybe it's more of a, uh, well, th- there's gotta be some cultivation component to it, right? Intelligence can uh, be cultivated to some degree, to s- but, but raw intelligence is pretty integral to, I mean, I'm it's sure there really are some- hard to become a, to become a wise man if you're born a fucking retard. Right. Like, but I guess my point is there's got to be a scale for everybody, right? Like there's got to be yeah. a top end, just like your physical abilities. There's probably a top end version of me. That doesn't mean that I was ever destined to become like a, an NFL athlete or something like and that. And who's, who's the bottom version of Matt? <laughs> and then there's a lower end version of me. That's a fat piece of shit. Like I was X amount of years ago, <laughs> but I, I think there's got to be something just similar with intelligence, right? There's probably a, a yeah. bottom level me or any individual who hasn't, sharpen that tool set and then there's a high-end version of someone who's really that's true um really trained in that regard i guess so i don't know i'm fine i'm fine with those uh definitions if you are yeah i think they're pretty well-rounded i think they're good kitchen sink i'm developing my reasoning for repealing the 19th but i'm getting hung up on what i see as an inconsistency my biggest logical argument for repeal is that rights both require and enable responsibility because women physically can't or morally shouldn't bear responsibilities such as being frontline fighters. They shouldn't vote for Congress who sends men to war. Does this rights responsibilities in society view contradict the view that rights are inherent and the government is not allowed to impede them? Help me square this logic to put women back in the kitchen. Um, uh, I think that, that some rights are inherent. My rejection of, of, of this, of voting, is that I don't believe that it's an inherent right. I don't know where we got this attitude. It is a, it is a privilege uh, that should be bestowed upon people that have skin in the game, uh, and women do not. And truthfully, um, I think that we lack autonomy. <laughs> uh, so I, why should we be bestowed with these privileges? I, I'd, I have I to think really about understand. what I would call it because I don't think it's the same. I don't think the right to vote is a natural right in it's the way that we not. think about yeah. other. Yeah, it, it's um, every other natural right we think of a, as a right to be left alone. This is a right to participate in a thing. It's very active. Yeah. Um, but I, I certainly agree with the point that that you have to have some sort of skin in the game, some sort of investment in that community. Um, some, you have to have, you, you, the problem in this town that, that we keep talking about that I keep thinking about, for example, is college kids moving here with, with no investment in this community and voting to tell people how much, uh, what tax rate they're going to pay, how else we're going to run this town. You guys can come here and vote to change regulations X, Y, and Z and not care because you don't suffer the consequences and then move away. That sort of mm-hmm. thing can't – I fail that to see – That can't happen. It, it destroys communities. Yeah, I fail to see the justification for that, that they have some sort of natural right to come here without any investment in this community well, and tell don't. us how to we, run it. We have natural rights that are ordained by God and then – okay, so I believe that it's God, men, women. So those rights that are not ordained by God to all man – should be delineated to women by men, right? That makes sense. Hmm. For me, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I uh, we've talked about this before. I, the gender thing is probably of less consequence to me than property ownership is. Like actual investment in fine. The However, we can get around yeah. it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, it, if you have investment in the community, you have some stake in the community. All right. 
a vote a vote makes sense if you're just a traveler on your way through no but but then what about urban areas everybody rents uh yeah yeah but well i don't know maybe there are other ways to show your community investment that you have some sort of you have some sort of stake in that place that you're not just a person who has come into town and and really has no ownership over anything and is just telling other people what to do. Yeah, it's a real problem. Um, Hmm. Let's go. Brandon, what is being said in blonde sounder in the intro Raptor skag three, whoever he is, it is a giant tranny at the Milo event uh, at, Oh my God. It was in 2016. Wasn't it? Milo was supposed to speak. It was in Seattle. Seattle. Milo was supposed to speak and he like couldn't because there was some huge protest. And so I was there, you know, with my camera and everything like that. And um, it was when I was a lot braver. Like I used to be a lot braver and I used to go into these things and I had my camera and then Antifa like knocked my my phone out of my hand and they all descended on it with rocks and I got maced and all this stuff. And my husband uh, after this training was like, get your blonde fascist ass out of there. Um, my husband like grabbed me by the back of the collar and like pulled me out of this crowd. And he, I've seen him angry a few times, but he was really mad. He's like, you are never doing anything like this again. This is the last (laughs) time, the last time. And I haven't since. Um, but yeah, that was, that was really, really scary, but it was a tranny with a bullhorn who may or may not have recognized me from my YouTube channel. She must have. She yelled through the bullhorn, get your blonde fascist ass out of here. And it, it was, was uh, just the greatest, yeah, the greatest it's thing. A Somebody got shot sounder. at that event, and I only oh, yeah. found the sounder because my audience was um, going through footage of the event to see if any of the footage had the dude getting shot because his attorneys had contacted me. Ah. And that's the only reason we found that sounder. Yeah, I remember when you sent that to me. I thought instant classic. That's in everything. instant classic. It's an yeah. it's amazing. I'm so glad I went. Just for that sound. Just for that. It's a permanent fixture of the show intro. Yeah. Who knows so, what I got, what I got yeah. sprayed in my face, like what chemical that was, but worth it. Dangerous Spaces um, says, so within the last couple of weeks, we've heard about both General Milley and Nancy Pelosi having discussions about subverting the chain of command. Apparently this is because they thought Trump was so crazy. He was going to nuke China. A lot of the talk uh, is that this was treasonous, but I think there's another angle that should be just as concerning that I haven't heard anyone discussing. The U.S. has a person high up in the military and another person third in line to the presidency who are so fucking batshit insane they thought Trump would nuke China. Trump helped negotiate several peace deals, uh, which got him multiple Nobel Peace Prizes. He also didn't start any new wars during his term, yet these people, again, think he was going to start a nuclear war. Shouldn't there be more concern that these are absolutely delusional nut bars in position of such high power, especially given one of the people advising Uh, especially given one of those people is advising the current Swiss cheese brained president. (laughs) Well, they're both still are right. Millie's still chairman of the joint chiefs and Nancy Pelosi's still speaker of the house. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm, I I guess maybe the the speaker doesn't advise the president formally, but she's still part of those discussions. Uh, Well, this is, yeah. I mean, of course I agree with the point that, that these people are crazy and their Trump delusions run deep. Um, but what, what bugs me is when I, when I see people of progressive perspective address this, they rationalize it with some sort of, some sort of, uh, iteration of what you just said or what, what Millie and Pelosi said, well, he's crazy. So they had to do it. They, he wasn't a competent right. president of the United States. Right. He was an insane person without any recognition that 
that sort of reasoning could apply just as validly in reverse. If we just subjectively decide, oh, this person's crazy, therefore uh, his orders, uh, uh, even if they're constitutionally justified, uh, are not to be respected or implemented. We have mechanisms to deal with people who um, are determined to be crazy by, say, Congress or uh, through the 25th Amendment, and, and these things can be handled. We don't we don't just give every person in power an individual veto on our structure of government by saying, oh, that guy's crazy and whatever. That's a chaos world that just erases (laughs) the entire structure of government. But they don't seem to care. Surprise, surprise. Breaking news. The rules and uh, principles they claim and espouse are not universally applied to their enemies. You know, shocking. What a surprise. Um, I'm not ripping you dangerous spaces. I'm, I'm. ripping myself in observing that but um but yeah it's it's just a it's an ends justify the means mentality well if we got trump out then who cares how we did it it'd be good exactly yeah two can play at that game some of us also don't abide by any principles (laughs) hockey fanatic where do you stand on laws banning smoking in private businesses citing public health and safety i can still remember going to a restaurant growing up and being asked if we'd like to be seated in smoking or non-sections um I, the data, I found that the data, the metadata on secondhand smoking is unconvincing. Really? I'm kind of surprised by that. It cannot possibly be healthy for children to grow up in a house with smokers, chain smoker. That cannot be healthy. But in general, uh, passive smoking, secondhand smoke at a, at a restaurant is not going to, it's going to have a negligent health impact. I don't think it's an issue of public health and safety. I reject that. I, I don't know enough to say I reject that premise, but I do know enough that I respect property rights. Um, and and my answer on that would be, yeah, uh, that is that is the determination of the property owner. If he wants yeah. to have a smoking restaurant, I personally don't want to go in there. I don't. I hate the smell of smoke. I can't stand it. Yeah. Um. But but that's, I, that's I your. Uh, you can do that as a patron too. Yeah. So um, there's choice all around here. So I don't find that to be particularly difficult. Um, I respect his property rights. I wouldn't try to force him to run his business in a non-smoking way if he doesn't want to. What about say like airplanes? I think I think that's a no, no fucking way. No. That's a pretty it's, difficult. It's a confined space, and you're on it for. God, can you imagine being and on it's a smoking not just, flight uh, from like Seattle to Australia or something? And it's also not just a. Well, I mean, I guess it is. Everything is a just don't use it thing if you really want to be purist you could say well i'm gonna ride a i'm gonna sail a boat to australia i'm not gonna fly in a plane i guess i I suppose if there are i'm more sympathetic to it if there are situations like airplanes or or public transportation even though they're privately owned where you don't have as realistic of an opt-out if i want to go to that bar I don't if I if I want to go to a non-smoking bar, I'll go to a non-smoking bar. If I want to go to a smoking one, I won't or I'll, I'll, I'll go to that one if I want. But it, I suppose if I had to bend principles, it on be it'd be on the on the transportation type stuff as opposed to the restaurant. Yeah, I, I don't care if this is logically inconsistent. I don't want to be on a 17 hour flight with a bunch of smokers. Hmm. Also, the entire concept of smoking and non-smoking sections on an airplane is laughable. Uh, yeah, well, I guess you're, you're farther away, but you're not going to be, uh, if you're even in a restaurant, if you're in a place in a confined area where people are smoking, you might have less of the smoke in your immediate area, but you're not going to have none. Anyway, uh, thanks for the thoughts. 
I'll have to think about that. What are the principles by which I I say it's okay to ban smoking on planes, but doing it at a at a restaurant would be mull it over with Calvin tonight. See what yeah. he has to say. About we had we haven't had a philosophical discussion since the last one about enduring discomfort. We'll bring it up to him tonight, so. and he'll look at you thoughtfully, and then be like. <laughs> that that is the common sound effect right now. <laughs> yeah, and then All right, smile. over on uh, we'll catch up with chat. We'll call it a night, guys. Over on uh, D Live, giggling spy, appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, let me see what's on Tippy Stream. Let's see. Just Phil, our old friend Phil says, I forgot this earlier, but a suggestion I had for Blonde's interview series is Scott uh, Tung Tungay Tungay. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. He's a South African who lives in the Midwest with his American wife. They talk about funding your tribe, etc. Oh, okay. Hmm. Cool. Thank you, Phil. All good. Um, I think the next one was Stogies and Boomsticks. Well, I'm still employed. I thought I would take a moment to say, let's go, Brandon. Take care of yourselves. Did I read that one already? I don't think so. So... Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, update on the Brandon story, the Let's Go Brandon chant that we discussed on Sunday. Brandon, the NASCAR driver, tweeted out, Let's Go Brandon, because why <laughs> wouldn't you? And actually, his story is pretty cool. Um, so NASCAR fans have informed me he he wasn't sponsored as of like a couple months ago. Massive underdog. I don't know NASCAR, but he yeah. it was actually like a massive underdog moment for him that was oh, really? kind of overshadowed by people shouting, fuck Joe Biden, which... You know, I could see why that's kind of unfortunate if you've worked. But it really turned hard out really sweet. But obviously, he's just trying to have fun with the moment. He tweets out, "Let's go, Brandon." And what happens? Uh, yeah. You have leftists and progressives jumping down his throat as though he's like, as though he endorses "fuck Joe Biden" when he's well, just trying to have, chill out, just be cool. He had to follow up the tweet and say, "I'm not trying to talk politics uh, here. I'm just enjoying yeah. the moment." And. Yeah. And so I was looking at that and thinking, this guy can't even enjoy the moment. I was tweeting at him. There's no politics here whatsoever. We're all huge Brandon fans. That's it. Well, we all said, let's go, Brandon. Come on. Yeah, I love Brandon. I didn't know who he was <laughs> until Sunday. Now I do. And the only and other NASCAR it. driver I know, does Jeff Gordon still race? Probably not. I'm probably two decades behind on that. And I also know Bubba Wallace, the guy behind the news hoax. Mm. And Brandon. Oh, those yeah. Are, those are Bubba the three Wallace, I know. Right. Yeah. Bubba. So Brandon has launched himself into the NASCAR Mount Rushmore of me, which is Jeff Gordon, Bubba Wallace, and Brandon. Well done, the three Brandon. Best, and Dale Earnhardt, but he's dead. So He is? Well, not Junior. I don't think he died, but his dad died. In a NASCAR accident? Yeah, he crashed into a wall. I, <laughs> one of my favorite, back when uh, SNL used to be funny, or maybe it was Mad TV, they had a George W. Bush versus John Kerry debate. And they kept under John Kerry, they kept putting um, it was supposed to be Fox News. So they put like insulting chirons. Yeah. Ways to defame John Kerry. The best one was liked it when Dale Earnhardt died. Because, <laughs> <John laughs> man, you pissed off conservative or redneck America if you oh, liked yeah. it when Dale Earnhardt died. Yikes. Anyway, sorry, I got way off track with NASCAR talk. Oh, it's okay. Um, Pep, well, tomorrow another thousand rounds come in, bringing me to 5,009 millimeter. How? Damn. I think that might be enough. I have to start working on the 556 before I lose my job for refusing the, the jab. 556 is surprisingly easy to find around here. It's, But it's not necessarily cheap. You know, I see it around. No, all uh, ammo is hella expensive. I saw 150 rounds for sale today uh, for like $95. 
Oh my god. On five, five, six, yeah. So it's not great. But it has Dude. been worse. We've been giving away our five fifty six for um like people watching our dogs and stuff. We should probably stop doing that. Uh well, currency it will be a valuable currency. It's gonna be that and trillion dollar platinum coins very soon. I know. I'm like, would you rather have money or ammo and without food? ammo we'll take the ammo hmm. justice for poets matt you need to check out the new movie synchronic on netflix it's absolutely amazing okay the, the the one the other piece of trouble with the movie bit is my ability to watch stuff for pure leisure has dropped because i have to watch this movie each week That's and i have true. to write up about it so it's taking but it is really time. helpful. Uh, I'm I'm loving this movie segment stuff because it's really helpful um, to get me to watch movies that I'd otherwise be too unmotivated to watch. Hmm. Um, Daniel Donato again. If this crypto related and especially for live streaming, I think Theta, the blockchain and project, would be a great way to get into that avenue. Much respect to both of y'all. Much respect to you, Daniel. We appreciate. Well, that. thanks. Uh, I don't know that much about Theta, but I know I've, I've heard some good things. So maybe I'll have to look into it. The other thing I haven't made a decision about whether we're going to stream live on Odyssey yet or not, but I also saw that Odyssey is building in crypto super chat basically, or they have it. I'm really? not sure if they have it already or they're building it in, but that is pretty awesome. I would love to see that. I would love to see. Could you imagine if we had not only true blockchain streaming, but true blockchain chats? I mean, you're damn you've you're living the dream there. You're immune from everything. Oh, the spice. The spice. Yeah. What would people say if they could say anything? Mumbles 005. Um, I try to use crypto to handle transactions in a trash. The fee the fees popular at coin uh, coin exchanges are way too high compared to any other form of payment. I know. Mm. It, it's pretty bad. Uh Rainer Chan. Hi, Brond. China just had some crackdowns on live stream thoughts and implemented laws encouraging having kids. Are you on board with the base CCP rule yet? I mean, <laughs> China does a lot of stuff that I, I truly admire on a fundamental level. Like, I, I don't know what to say here. I'm going to furrow like, my brow. But I like the Chinese. I mean, they're still ranked number three Asian, but. Well, let's put it this way. The best I can say, as I've said before, if I had to choose between an authoritarian trying to pump my son full of estrogen or an authoritarian telling my son he can't play video games with uh, effeminate men in it, uh, I guess I'll pick the latter. It doesn't mean I want any authoritarianism. I want to guide my son myself. But if you have to have a tyrant, better a tyrant, more acquainted with the truth. I don't know. I know. I, I don't know. know if I'm willing to say that the CCP is more acquainted with the truth than the, the stuff we're about doing in this they country. Clearly are. They, some they things. accept gender norms. This is the thing yeah, about Muslim things. cultures. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, um, I'd rather have a, a live, live in a, a tyranny where the people murder gay people indiscriminately than try to pump my kids filled with hormones. So I guess like <laughs> all Middle Eastern countries are open now. Wait, so okay. back to that caller earlier in the show. That, like, I guess, I guess. I guess his socialist friend was legit. Yeah. <laughs> Once we know, get I the mean, ability to, we're stoning the gays right away. I'm not Agenda saying that it's what one. I prefer. I'm saying <laughs> that if I have to choose between that, that kind of indoctrination with my children and a society that's gone like way too far in the yeah. other direction, obviously I'd rather live in a moderate society that doesn't yeah. do anything that's fucking crazy, but you know, they've made an extremist out of me. Yeah. And um, recognizing gender norms, not just gender norms, but the objective differences between the genders is pretty key to just a functional, healthy society. Yeah. What's messed up our society more than blurring the lines between men and women? It's it's oh, fundamental it's a, it's a to disaster. almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. One way or another, patriarchy will 
be the status quo. I mean, societies always return to patriarchy. But anybody can possibly think of any society that has been matriarchal and successful. I'm, I'll wait, you know. Yeah, I don't we know. We will return to that whether or not we're governed by the Chinese or Muslims or we find our own balls. Hmm. Esoteric Unbound. Oh, M Mac, eleven thirty four. I feel for the guy who got duped into the vax. Ultimately, your family should have respected your values and want the best for you. Hear him. Hearing him makes me happy. I haven't broken it yet. Stay strong, brother. That is the call we need. Yeah, I I, I uh, have a lot of respect for that. To to call in and discuss a very personal matter and some element of regret about it. And so, thank you yeah. for. Uh, for acknowledging that and for supporting the show and, and uh, all the best in your battles as well. Esoterica Unbound. The internet was hating on me. Drift wrong mm. tonight. Wanted to recommend the 22 Mag Ruger single six. Got one this weekend from my dad. It was some of the most fun I've had shooting in some time. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I, I, I have uh, a little 22 mag uh, revolver, single action revolver as well. They're very fun. Cool cowboy guns. I'm not sure if that, that one is, but you know, those like, what I have is one of those heritage, like uh, old army single action replicas. And uh, those are a lot of fun. I used to think 22 was stupid and just like a kid's toy. It's the best. It's it's the best yeah. for fun and it's the best for training too. 22 is um, and and once we get to the point in society where we're hunting squirrels for basic sustenance, my 22s are going to come in handy. And I'll be glad I have them. Oh, God. Dangerous pages. Bloody Discord. I tried to avoid leaving you with no collar this week, but I think Discord won that fight at least once. I may be too pedantic about this. It was nah, just it was OK. It turned out totally fine. Don't worry. We we can we can bullshit just fine. Don't worry about it. Yep. Hoof hearted said, go away, Matt and Blonde. Baiton. <laughs> go away. Baiton. Baiton. Uh, God, I love that part. My of husband part, and I, I too. Uh, it says here movie. that uh, oh, I keep messing it up. It says here that your shit's all fucked up and you're all retarded. What is it? <laughs> you're messing it up. Uh, it says here that you're fucked up. Uh, and your shit's and you all talk retarded. talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded. There we go. There it is. <laughs> that is excellent. Esoterica Unbound. Also wanted to opine on Clavin's winging, whining, uh, whinging about the folly of old unvaxxed conservatives. He illustrates one downside of a long life. Life seems seems more precious the closer the end is, and freedom seems less so by comparison. Hmm. Um, I mean, this is disappointing, but you know, the, we ha we have to think of these these people as corporate media. Just because they're to, the dissident have, right doesn't mean they're trustworthy. I got to listen to it. I just I'm I'm really having a hard time believing that what was said is. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to doubt the caller. I just I want to hear what he's because I've I've known Clavin to be pretty good on on matters of personal choice personal freedom all that stuff so and maybe he is maybe he's just saying you're dumb if you don't get vaccinated i don't know i don't know what he said i just don't want to be unfair to him without having listened to it uh i don't care about that but if he did say that i'm disappointed um 2a education love to you both thanks as always thank you thank you that. ma'am and uh as always good luck with the channel Ham Magnuson. Hey guys, friendly reminder, Murdoch, Murdoch and Murdoch Chan for the win. Halloween 21. I don't know how we would do that. That'd be hard. Well, Murdoch Chan would be easy. I don't know. It'd be hard. Um, blonde Hugo boss is getting hard to find. So shop smart. Kind regards. Let's go. Brandon. Is that where we're going to end on tonight? Let's go. Brandon is a perfectly great way to end the night. That's Thank you it. for that. And, Perfect um, timing too. yeah, appreciate it guys. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. 
Um, and on the topic of Halloween costumes, still kind of hemming and hawing and not a lot of things that were decided on yet. Yeah. So I remain open to suggestions, although we have a few ideas that are intriguing to us. But if you have Halloween ideas, send me an email and maybe we can uh, get one that really we're really enthusiastic about. Anyway, we'll be back on Sunday, of course, to talk about whatever happens between now and then. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight and we will catch you Sunday evening. Have a great night. Bye, guys.